Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show featuring Aaron Sexton. And um, Aaron, always fun to get this thing rolling and um, a... Uh, <laughs> Got a major birthday today. Now, did, Aaron, did you, in birthdays today, did anybody who used to work at the station come up? They did. Yeah. John Morris mentioned uh, a former producer of both of your mm. fine shows as mm. a birthday today. All right. And who still All right. does a lot of things for the station. That's right. Still very involved, and uh, uh, let's um, let's celebrate the man. Stephen Simcox turns thirty-one years old, I believe. That's the only problem about Facebook, Aaron. You can't like hide now. I think there is a feature where it doesn't put people's age, but for those of us, well, like me, who <laughs> would not know how to like deactivate that. It's just out there for the world to see, and I, that's what it told me. And uh, I, um, and we may, who knows, Aaron? I just sent you a text. We may have a late breaking uh, situation, and and uh, may wish somebody a happy birthday. But uh, we got a major uh, guest lined up today, Aaron. When it comes to Sooners football, the nineteen nineties. Uh, there's not a lot of bigger, or 1980s, I should say. Not a lot of bigger names than Tony Casillas. What a, what a, what a defensive tackle! What a presence! What a monster in the middle of that line! Then went on to become a Cowboys draft pick, Cowboys Super Bowl champion, and. Uh, Tony Casillas is going to join us at 4 o'clock. Now, in the past, Aaron, around Texas OU, we have had Coach Switzer on, and we've had him on when OU was playing Baylor, actually, and always fun. I have not heard from Coach Switzer. I did hear from Stretch earlier today, which makes me think that I reached out to Coach Switzer and that Coach Switzer might have – anyway, it's, it's his, it was his birthday yesterday – and Coach Switzer turns 86 years old, I believe, if you can imagine that. Barry Switzer kind of seems to me eternally young, always a youthful, great energy about him, but uh, one of the great all-time personalities in college football coaches. And, Aaron, if we bring up the, the names, the, the two biggest names in coaching over the years at Tex in OU Texas or Texas OU, however you choose to say it, um, I would say for the University of Texas, 
It'll always be Daryl. It'll always be Daryl Royal, although Mac certainly had a great run there. So I guess you would go Daryl and then Mac. And then after that, I would probably go back to the 19, uh, late 70s, early 80s and go with Fred Akers. And I, that's kind of how I would rank those coaches as far as most popular, well-known um, coaches at UT during all these Texas OU matchups. Um, with the Sooners, it's just Barry. I mean, you can Lincoln was there. Now Venables is there. <laughs> Stoops is obviously second behind Barry. But it'll always be Barry. I mean, he just sucks up all the airspace, and he still does. Even, uh, you know, 25 years or 30 years removed from being a head coach. Let's think about it, Eric. Uh, Eric uh, how long does he go back, let's, even with the Cowboys? His final year with the Cowboys would have been probably 1997. Uh, Chan Gailey takes over in either 97 or 98. Uh, they did win a Super Bowl with Barry Switzer. Still, it's still hard to believe because you really think of him mostly of, uh, of the Oklahoma coach. It, it even seems weird to me to say out loud, Aaron, that he was the head coach of the Cowboys. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem like that could have happened, but it did happen. One time he showed up accidentally going through security at the airport as a Cowboys coach. And uh, had a gun with him and forgot to take his his gun out. And I can't remember exactly what happened, but that's how he became known to Randy Galloway, Aaron, as uh, Gunsmoke. And for he was forever called, called Gunsmoke when Randy would uh, refer to him. But uh, he is the uh, he is what I think about when I think about this uh, unbelievable uh, series that is Texas OU. Um, I first went to it when I was a kid, and my father and I, um, somebody from Kaufman was like in position of power at the state fair. I imagine that was Jerry Hedrick was his name. And he got us in, and I believe we were, uh, it was under the guys, and of course my dad played football at Baylor, and, and in fact one of his former teammates was on staff, Tommy Rayo, at Texas. But this one year, we were we had a friend from our hometown, Kaufman, get us into the game. Now, I think the badges we wore to get in were as, like, souvenir salesmen. We were going to be uh, – <laughs> we did not uh, go out and sell souvenirs or, 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 like, programs. We were supposed to be maybe selling programs. But we made our way in, and my dad and I uh, got to see – it was my first ever Texas OU game. Aaron, I don't know if you've ever been. It, it just – it's uh, – it's unlike anything else. I'm sure there's some great SEC matchups, but it's just a wild, wild scene. And as only we could, it was kind of my uh, Forrest Gump type uh, situation. We we end up, and I was probably 10 years old, 8 to 10 years old or something like that, or maybe I was 12, but we end up sitting next to 
Fred Akers, the head coach, his family. Mrs. Akers, his son was like a redshirt quarterback. For some reason, I don't know if he was down on the sideline. Danny Akers was his son. But the Akers family was sitting up around the 50-yard line, not in a suite, out in the stands, and that is where my father and I ended up. Aaron, does that surprise you at all? <laughs> that we would find our way to the 50-yard line in that uh, in that game. Now, uh, Aaron, feel free to reach out to our man when you get a chance here. I uh, I forgot to uh, tip you off on that, but I texted you about it because uh, we certainly want to uh, honor him in that way. But man, those were those were um, the days Texas OU. Now I've been to a couple more. One I went to, neither team was that great, but I want to say Ricky Williams, it was either very early in his time or right before, whoever the two backs were. for I can't remember for OU, it was way before Adrian, but it was probably someone like, I think his last name, our Sooners fans will know this, you could text in. I think his last name was Allen, A-L-L-E-N. They had a running back named Allen, and Texas would have had, I think it was pre-Ricky, but it could have been Ricky's freshman year. But basically, the two teams, neither team was that good, and neither team could really throw it. And so they just raced up and down the field against each other the entire game. This would have been circa, i just gotten married, probably 99 or 2000. Probably about 90, 1999. And so we'd have to look back and see who were the running backs. But I think I think for, for Oklahoma, it was somebody named Allen. Now, Aaron, do we, have, do we have a birthday boy on the line now? We do. Okay. And, and again, I kind of hated to do this because he's traveling. He's trying to get maybe a little time away with the family. But uh, it is... Uh, it is Stephen Simcox. It is his birthday, and he is a uh, proud member of Eminem uh, Broadcasting. In fact, works Fridays. Golly, he may have to do the scoreboard show remotely if he's made his way out of town. I'm probably putting too much out here on the air. But, Stephen, uh, happy birthday to you, man. Let us be the first show Unless one of these internet shows has called you, let us be the first local show to have called you today to wish you a public happy birthday. Thank you, Matt. And the great thing about the Simcox family, I know you love our exotic adventures. We've been known to fly out of the clean airport from time to time. Because we never we never stray too far from McGregor. So we were we were down in the Round Rock Austin area for a few days, but we've made our way back and so I'm home now. So I'll be able to do a scoreboard show tomorrow. And uh, I survived a, a wild trip in Austin, Texas, and now I'm I'm back in the friendly confines of McGregor. So good to talk Mike, to you. Thank did, you for wishing me happy birthday. Yeah, was this? Uh, did Debbie get involved? Was this the? <laughs> were, were, was this Simcox proper, or was this the Simcox sisters show up, or was this was this your in laws? Who who all got involved in this little getaway? No, it was just so my mother-in-law came up and watched the kiddos, and so Kristen oh. and I just went down for Ooh, a few nice. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was good, Kristen. and we're we're oh, back good. home now, yeah. and about to yeah, go pick could... up the pick up the kids from school. So worked out. Yeah, you y'all have 
four children, and uh-huh. I feel like I feel like maybe like we we went like a month one time without talking, and then like another one entered your life. <laughs> it's like it's a pretty strong group. You guys are are running there, and it's been fun. Abby Bradley, I mean the whole gang saw your now you got a you got a Baylor quarterback uh, that shares a name. There's a lot of fun stuff that's happened in the Simcox family. Did um. What do you get? Do you get a cake? Will anybody, will Will your mom maybe bring something by, like at least a card? I, I To me, your mom should probably make like a Dr. Pepper sheet cake. Or sometimes, mm. sometimes they put nuts. Sometimes I like it without the nuts. Um, but like that's a great cake. That's a great, That's it's a non-traditional birthday cake. Um, do you, have you had a sheet cake before? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have. I'm I, I'm proficient in sheet cakes. Uh, usually, <laughs> usually I'm more of a cookie cake guy. I think so. Sunday is going to be when my family mm. is all over, and we're going to eat. We're going to eat some food, eat some cake, and then uh, you know, big big Cowboys 49ers game this yeah. Sunday night. And so I think people are going to stick around for a little while, watch some of that, and yeah, uh, yeah hopefully, like. Dallas has been known to fall flat on their face in prime time, but we'll see what they do. But uh, good, good football weekend coming up, which is always one of the big advantages of having an, uh, an October birthday. Tell your dad I suggested that he bring a book over in case the game gets out of reach or something. <laughs> just something he might, yeah. just some reading material. If, if McCaffrey scores a couple of touchdowns, he will definitely start to journal. That's kind of his. <laughs> he's, he's never too far away from a journal and a pen just in case Brock Purdy starts carving up the Dallas defense. I used to, and there was a buddy of mine, and his younger brother and I were also friends. And one time, his younger brother, who was a very intellectual type guy like your dad, we were going to meet at a burger place, and I just, he arrived to get, I mean, just like a burger, like a Fuddrucker type deal, and he and he came in with a book. And I was just like, what, do you think this is not going to be that fun? Like, do you, what, do you, <laughs> what, like, what about this lunch caused you to bring a book in? Like, I don't even know how to re- relate to that. It seems very strange to arrive at the table with a with a book. But uh, now, do you have any memorable, this is, you're now in your 30s. Mm. I mean, I can't believe that because you we started working together and you were still probably 25 or 25, 26. Like that, yeah. 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 And then just kind of, uh, there you are. Some people sort of grow out of the radio business. <laughs> You kind of did. I've never been able to. I just never have been able to grow out. Grow out. And you, you came racing back to it here recently. You're doing a lot of stuff, Friday nights and all that. But now, any particular birthdays over the years? Did your parents do, like, I'm trying to think. You were a very sports-heavy kid. Um, yeah. You were not I, probably, uh, was... not a lot of Star Wars birthdays, probably. That wasn't, and you, Star Wars was a little bit before your time not that you didn't grow up on some of that but you probably right you, you certainly didn't get that original group of star wars what what were the big simcox birthdays like yeah i mean i remember going to peter piper pizza in waco a few times that was always good I and bet then aaron one birthday yeah I, bet, I think aaron aaron's definitely been to the peter piper when it was over by uh in that one shopping center it's kind of moved now but um, also, I remember one time going to a Baylor Kansas football game with Floyd Casey. I don't remember how old I'd turned, but it was uh, it was the afternoon that the Bears broke like a 
a 29 or a 30 game Big 12 losing streak. They beat KU. Uh, I believe Kevin Steele was still coaching at that time. And I mean, it was a pretty good game. Like the, I think it was close score. They had to tackle Kansas on a kick return to, to finish it off. But I remember that being fun. We sat like behind the end zone and they would, you know, at halftime and in pregame, they would kick the ball through the uprights. And I really thought the security guards would let me keep the football if I got it. But I learned that day that they, they preferred you to return it. I don't know if they still do that in the age of NIL, but they wanted to make sure the football got back to uh, the Baylor special teams unit. They didn't, they didn't want you running around with it after you, uh, after you caught it when it went through the goalpost into the bleachers. It was so seldom we put one through the uprights. <laughs> they were probably shocked that it reached. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, get back to it. Uh, we just uh, – I thank goodness for Facebook. You know, I like – I like to pretend that old Mosley keeps up with, but I, yeah, I can't pretend. Facebook helps us okay. all. But when it, it jumped does, up yeah. there in my deal, now, of course, you do have that on Facebook, and I try not to look at Facebook very often, but you always have those decisions. Now, you're an easy one because I'm like, I'm going bo- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to th- say happy birthday on Facebook, and I'm going to give you the personal one, right? We all look on there, and you're like, ah, yeah. Do I really need to do anything on this birthday for <laughs> <Yeah>. this person? <laughs> but for you, I did the double and had you on the radio. And and uh, this is in lieu of payment for all that you're doing for me this week. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let Kristen know that when uh, when she asks yeah. for the money. And I'll just tell her I, I got I got to be on the radio with Moses. Yeah. Yeah. Go over tell well. her, That'll be good. I appreciate, tell her we, I appreciate you having me on, though. Yeah, if you and Chris ever want to mention your business or something, feel free, okay? I don't mind okay. plugs or anything like that. But uh, he's been – I think he was putting stuff out about going – he and John must be tight because he'll show up at those coaches' shows. And, like, I, I think he, like, asks questions and stuff. I mean, that, that, that must – that's a really that's – a, that's a great relationship. All right, um, Stephen, happy birthday. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. There you go, Stephen Simcox. Aaron and I must continue on, and we have a Texas Tech insider uh, set to uh, fill us in as Baylor prepares for the big Texas Tech game, 7 o'clock, Saturday night. That is next. The Bears are back home at McLean Stadium this Saturday, hosting Coach Joey McGuire and the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Go Gold Weekend in Waco. 5 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play. It's the Bears and the Red Raiders. Big 12 football this Saturday. And it's right here on ESPN Central Texas. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. For over 30 years, you've counted on the family of Diamore Fine Jewelers to make life's most precious memories unforgettable. Diamore specializes in full custom designs, including custom CAD renderings, 3D wax printing, and a team of friendly custom jewelry experts. Diamore Fine Jewelers will be there for your custom engagement ring when she says yes and for the next 30 years. Thank you for choosing DMRA Fine Jewelers. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, this is Eric Sakura at Sakura Family Ford with my favorite cousin, Clint Sakura. Thanks, Eric. You've seen us on our TV commercials over the years, but our dads are always doing the talking. Now it's finally our turn to invite you to come see us for your next vehicle. Wait, hold on, Eric. Do you think there's a reason that we only get to talk on the radio? Uh, probably because the grandkids are cuter on TV. <laughs> That's true. Take the Sakura exit in West and come see us at Sakura Family Ford, where our, our family, family makes, makes the, the difference. difference. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Gilman Nuts and Bolts, or Primer and Caulking for Metal Buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Security Bank of Texas proudly brings together the best of tradition and business partnership. Their dedicated team of professionals takes the time to understand your needs so they can deliver the banking experience you deserve. Whether it's personal banking, business banking, or something in between, they've got you covered. As a bank rooted in tradition, they're proud to serve the communities of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties. Experience banking as it should be. Stop by today and discover the difference with Security Bank of Texas. FDIC insured and equal housing lender. Come check out the end-of-summer clearance sale at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. Many of our boats are now priced as low as they can go. You don't want to miss out on these incredible deals. Also, for a limited time, we're offering free accessories packages worth up to $2,750 with select Yamaha boats. Imagine the satisfaction you would feel owning a new boat. Visit our website, MarinelandWacoYamaha.com, or Google Marineland Boating Center. You can see in our reviews why we are the highest-rated boating center in Central Texas. 
Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Audience Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Chris Level joining us now. And uh, Chris, it is uh, publisher of RedRaiderSports.com, Tech Baylor Week. Um, it's taken on a different feeling, hasn't it, since Joey ended up there. All these Baylor people show out, show up in West Texas and uh, well, first of all, welcome, uh, welcome back to the program. It's good to good to visit with you. Absolutely, Matt. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This this game is you know it's probably you know meaningful to a lot of the folks directly involved just because they they worked at uh, at previously and you know and 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 I would say this too. This game needs to have going forward. It needs to have some spice or some importance just because the league is changing. You're trying to, you know, you, you need some of these regional meeting games. Forward, and now, you know, I think for Texas Tech, you know, you look at the the Baylor's and the TCU's and Oklahoma State's, and those those need to have some meaning for you, uh, just because we're we're looking for reasons to kind of care and and, and mm-hmm. care a lot. And I think this is one of those that uh, certainly has some ingredients to do that. Yeah, they, they, they got to get the conference schedulers on the same page, right? Because Baylor doesn't even play Oklahoma or Oklahoma State this year. You know, Tech has some odd matchups. We got one last uh, uh, battle against Texas. That did not go well for the Bears. That game last year in Lubbock seems to have stuck with Joey and that staff. And, and Baylor kind of, they felt like Baylor physically dominated them. Uh, to a certain extent in that game. Um, you know, I, I thought that was interesting. When I had Joey on yesterday, he didn't really want to talk about that, I guess not surprisingly. <laughs> Earlier in the week, he was pretty open about that, kind of like, hey, we got thoroughly. And so I, I don't know if he's decided later in the week to kind of play that down a little bit and not bring it up that much with the team. But um, I, I definitely think that bothered him that that may have been in his mind the worst tech performance of the season. It wasn't even close last year. Yeah, it's the worst. Honestly, it's the worst performance they've they've had since he since he's been the head coach. And really, it's not. There's not a close second. Um, you know, at any time you, you you did get you you, you got beat up up front. Uh, I think, but anytime you turn the ball over five times like Texas Tech did that day, it's just I don't care who you're playing. It's not going to go well. And that that was a point in the season too last year where. It was a night game, you know. Pat, Pat Mahomes was getting inducted into the uh, Hall of uh, Hall of uh, Fame and things like that, and there was a lot of pomp and circumstance right there. And you just kind of no showed, and that's not been what we've seen. You know, they they have always competed and maybe come up short, but uh, they, they it was just bad. And I think uh, I think he knew it. I don't think you have to tell anybody around here and remind them because I think they're all well aware. I think they've probably been reminded about it quite a bit uh, this week, but. You know, it's, it's again, it's a different group this year for both sides, and uh, we'll see where we go because both teams are 
kind of slow out of the gate now and you're trying to get some traction. I think uh, both had big wins last weekend. I think you're trying to build on it. But we'll see who gets it done Saturday night. How's the tech quarterback situation? I mean, they're snake bit at that. Baylor kind of has been over the years as well with injuries. Uh, Barron has had at least a lot of experience. Uh, never has lacked for arm talent or confidence, it seems. But just maybe consistency has been an issue. How do what? How do most tech people think of him right now? Uh, coming into a big road game, is there? Is it kind of like ah, we don't know what Baron we're going to get? I mean, obviously Joey likes him as a leader, or he wouldn't be on the leadership can- council for uh, for Tech. But where where are where are Tech folks on on Baron? Is he kind of has now been around campus for what about three years? But he was always kind of that next big thing, and and now he's getting his opportunity. Yeah, this is going to be the. I think since 2016, I think it is. It's like I think like it's like seven or eight years where you're going to be without your starting quarterback for the bulk of the season. Uh, so this has just been wild. The uh, the stretch that they're on uh, with with the injury to Tyler Shuck, it was a pretty nasty injury as everybody uh, saw. But yeah, Barron is Barron's a guy that I think a lot of folks wanted to see anyways. Um, he's kind of a native son. He grew up in Lubbock and. His dad coached some high school football in Lubbock and then middle of Odessa and then was his high school coach at Eastland um, uh, whenever Barron was uh, finishing up his playing in his high school career and all that. And, you know, he was mentored by Cody Hodges. Uh, I think Cody Hodges really, you know, is kind of a family friend to the Mortons. And I think, uh, you know, Cody's uh, was a great tech quarterback back in, I think, 05 was his main year. And they went uh, to the Cotton Bowl that year and uh, played Alabama. But, Baron, tons of our talent. I think, you know, this is going to be his fifth start. So he's got some experience, but not just a ton. He's a redshirt sophomore, and so this will be his fifth start. He's, you know, he's playing through a, a, a bit of a shoulder issue right now. I think it'll be better this week than it was last week. Uh, and then he got it dinged up up in, in Morgantown. It's just not a good day for the Red Raiders in Morgantown. You you, you drop one quarterback, and then the other one uh, comes in there got got dinged up a bit. I think the last week he was much better than he was in Morgantown. He had a full week to prepare and study and, and all the things. And I think he was much better with his footwork and just some of the simple stuff. But he's got crazy arm talent. And, yeah, you're right, Matt. He doesn't lack for confidence. Uh, but it, it, it's really the running game up here that I think has been what is the talk. And I think that's what everybody feels so good about. And I think that could be Barron's best friend like it is any quarterback. It takes the pressure off of him because that's what set up uh, some nice shots down the field last week because they were they were running wild over Houston, and I think that's what uh, needs to happen again if you're going to continue to have success in this league. Is that running game needs to kind of help you out, which is crazy for uh, it's kind of like the Spike Dykes days back in the when they they'd run it and hand it to Bam or Ricky Williams or Hanspard or whoever it was. It's not quite like that, but that's what's been working, and I think they're going to continue to go with that. By the way, uh, so one of my tech buddies said they thought it was Nick Shimanek. Was Correct. the last one to make it all the way through a season uh, for the Red Raiders and start every game. But it is weird how that is uh, seemingly every year. And you can almost pencil in your backup is going to play a ton of games. And you're like Baylor. Some of your past guys that were there that were pretty decent players are playing for other teams now and are showing up on different <laughs> rosters. Isn't that weird yeah. to kind of turn on the college game and go, oh, wait, yeah. I, I remember when he played for Baylor. Like some of these Baylor guys, it was like that OU uh, game in 2019, the championship game. Like that guy now is finally starting 
for UAB, Jacob Zeno. Um, and I'm sure you guys have guys like that at Tech who you're like, yeah, oh, it's, wait, it's I, just, I didn't know this guy was still playing. Sport. That's right. It's a different sport, man. I mean, it's uh, for, for for those of us that have been around this stuff for a long time, it, it's kind of taken a while to get used to, but this is not changing. Um, this is exactly what, you know, and like, you know, he's not playing this year, but like A.J. McCarty, you know, uh, on, on that Baylor roster, he, he was one, responsible for one of those interceptions in the game last year and picked off Tyler Shuck and went to the end zone, and then he transferred here uh, back in June and, and sitting out, and then he'll play, obviously, the two years after. But, yeah, it's just it, it just kind of – it takes a while to get used to the, the portal. But, boy, I tell you, if you don't use that portal, it, it'll, uh, it, it'll hurt you, I think, because I think it can certainly help certain teams like Baylor and Ted for sure. All right, now recruiting, um, I, that, that, that Micah Hudson commit, I think, lit the thing on fire. Now, obviously, it's dampened some of the enthusiasm with a two and three start. But in terms of getting a five star, uh, I mean, that's, that had to be a huge shot in the arm. And they were already recruiting well for 2023 to get the Lake Belton kid. And uh, Chris Level joining us, by the way, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, te- longtime Texas Tech insider. But, like, that single recruit, what, what was that pretty galvanizing? Like, what did the fan base, and you're a guy that follows all that recruiting and sees all that stuff come through, what, w- what did that mean to the fan base and, and even just to that single recruiting class? Yeah, you know, he he was uh he's got an offer from everybody in the country and I think that you know they were trying to you know they they you know his dad obviously is a Texas Tech legacy, uh, played some defensive line uh, for Texas Tech back in the 80s and uh, I think that he kind of liked what he heard and they started to you know build build that relationship and, and you know an interesting thing is if you've watched Micah and the way he plays uh, it's exactly what is kind of missing off of their team right now. They're just not a ton of explosiveness or or juice, I guess, as they would call it, on offense. And I think he's got he's got a lot of that. And he'll be an early enrollee and uh, should sign in mid December. But yeah, that was a big deal, um, you know, just around here because you, you, it's not like you you've just been swimming in recruiting success, uh, which is why you've struggled over the last decade on the field, just because you know you've you've gone through a variety of different coaches and different recruiting philosophies, trying to recruit to different schemes and all these things. And you're just looking for some stability. This is, this is mainly why Joey was hired, you know, and I think you guys know that, but I mean, just his personality and all those things, but just to get a recruiting aspect turned around and pointed in the right direction and be able to start stacking classes and, and get some stability. Cause it's just not been very good out here uh, for a while, but Micah certainly is a, is a crown jewel in what they hope to be a really good recruiting class for sure. All right, and are, is Tech pretty vulnerable on the back end of that defense? I know, I think in the second half they played much better. Uh, Joey indicated maybe they made some better calls. Maybe there was some coaching involved in some of that first half, trying to maybe protect some of his players. But where where have they been the most vulnerable? Because they've had some NFL talent recently on the edges um, and even in the back of that defense. But is is it the back end of that defense that is not held up so well this year? Well, that's that's where most of the experience is. That's what's interesting is that you know they brought back both starting corners, brought back a couple of starting safeties from last year's team that I thought had been pretty good. That's why, partly why I think you felt really good about this team on paper coming into the year. 
they did lose one of their stud safeties, uh, came out of the early in that game last week. Uh, and I think Houston took advantage because it, it went from, you know, uh, Dadrian Taylor Demerson has been a sixth year guy that's, you know, really got the senior bowl folks talking, all those things. Well, he kind of left because of a, a, a minor back issue. And they had to put in a true freshman. And, of course, you know, Houston and, and Donovan Smith, the quarterback, who was a former Red Raider, yeah. uh, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, he uh, he took advantage and, and kind of picked on that true freshman in the back end. But I think I think Demerson should be okay this week. But it, it's, it's funny because they go from very experienced in, in most spots, but like the depth behind them, you, you go straight from that to – redshirt freshman or true freshman. And I think there's been a few of those instances where, yeah, it's kind of bitten you a little bit. Um, but I, I, you know, as far as vulnerability, I think they probably haven't created as many turnovers as they would have preferred. You know, they did in Morgantown and then nothing to show for it. They had the, they won the turnover battle up in Morgantown, but just the offense couldn't do anything with it. But I think, you know, you're trying to replace Tyree Wilson, getting to the quarterback and they really haven't been able to do that. Uh, with any consistent basis at all. And I think that's been a, a problem. It's been, you know, the first half last week was more the exception. And that's what was bizarre. You felt best about your defense all season long, even coming into last week's game. And then you, you look up and you play Houston and they just did whatever they wanted for the first half. And then you, and crazy enough, you shut them out in the second half. It made no sense. Uh, but the defense has actually been pretty good. They just, but if we're nitpicking, yeah, not creating enough takeaways or getting to the quarterback enough. All right. Are you buying, uh, Chris, West Virginia? I mean, I, you know, everybody just assumed that guy was going to get fired, new AD. He didn't <laughs> want to make a change immediately and just thought, well, they'll be at the bottom of the conference. And you could see a scenario now where they could win eight or nine games. If you just look at the schedule, I mean, the, the, every, I mean, they got some pretty favorable matchups um what have you been able to make of the uh the mountaineers since you've seen them yeah and i know i know neil really well you know he was here for three years uh yeah. under tommy tuberville and i've stayed in contact with him and he's a, he's a, uh, somebody I, he's a class act and uh they just haven't haven't done well up there or, or what the west virginia people wanted and i knew he was uh, very much on the hot seat and that was well documented but i mean I think what they've figured out is they've kind of they've kind of been the football version of what their basketball program was whenever it was rolling under Huggins, in that they kind of play to their identity. You know, they're not trying to. I think maybe you know, in, in the first several years with Neil, you're trying to throw it, you're trying to do a lot of different things mm-hmm. that he's done in this past. But I think they've been able to adapt to their personnel and get behind a running game and kind of basically make these games ugly. Because they've won now four in a row, and, and the last three of them have been kind of ugly wins in a way, if you, if you want to call it that. But it's been working, and I think their defense is wildly improved. Um, do, do I think that it, you know they can win the league? No. Do I think that if you look at their schedule, uh, that they you know because I don't think they play either Kansas school, and I don't think they play Texas this year. And that, if you look at it on paper, those are three pretty good teams to miss yeah. on your schedule, you know. And um, I think if they can, you know, just keep, you know, now they got dinged up in that game last week against TCU. There were some nasty injuries, and two guys got carted off. And but I think they're they're going into their bye week this week. But yeah, they're gonna, you know, it's not flashy, and I think they'd be the first one to tell you that. And it's not going to impress a ton of people when you just watch them. But, man, I don't think they care if they're just winning games. And I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I think that at this point, 
seven may be the least amount of, of wins that they can tally, uh, which that's going to be enough to keep his job sending them a bowl game and, and the rest. But it's been a, a fun story, I guess, for those in the Big 12 because he was well aware that they were picked 14th in the league, and he told everybody about it, you know, and then uh, they're not going to mm-hmm. finish 14th. No, they're not. And the last thing I had for you, what was the atmosphere around uh, Coach Leach and his family being honored and and going in the hall and all that was there? It's such a complicated thing, but, of course, a lot of the Tech family still has just wonderful feelings toward him in that whole era. There's probably certain people that maybe wouldn't want to show up at that event that – that had a very public uh, war with him in some sense, but what was it? Uh, was it pretty cool? And and what was the? Or was everybody just going crazy? What was the? What was it like? Yeah, and I appreciate you asking me that. Uh, I, I think you know that that one was personal to me because you know Mike kind of gave me. I, I've, I've hosted the the coaches show for whoever's been the head coach here really since Mike was here since about oh six or oh seven. And he kind of gave me my start, you know, you know, and do part of the radio broadcast now and all that stuff. And then I always, I loved Mike. Um, and I knew that he, he certainly wasn't without blame whenever uh, it, it all fell apart here with, with him and the administration. But I was just, I, there was, there was a time when I thought that something like this would never happen. Mm-hmm. And I, I just kind of nice to see everybody on the same page because I think Sharon, uh, his wife and, and his kids were obviously in town. She was all uh, aboard uh, and all four honoring his legacy. And I think the tech fans, it was kind of a healing moment for a lot of people because yeah, I mean, the fan base here loved that era and they loved what he gave them an identity. And you still kind of, in some ways play to that identity. uh, I think a little bit and recruit to it and all those things. And um, yeah, there was a lot of pirate flags and yeah, it was just, it it was just, it was just fun. uh, I think for it. And obviously Cliff, uh, Cliff Kingsbury was, was a part of the ceremonies Mm -hmm. last weekend as well. It was just, it was just the, it was good to have everybody back on the same page uh, for a weekend. What was the most bizarre thing he ever said on the show? Like, would you? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> well, there were moments you were just like, "Where is this going?" Well, he'd he'd always uh, he'd always show up a little late to his own coach's show, which made it interesting when you're the host, and uh, maybe you'd get going, <laughs> you'd get going like. 20 minutes into the show and it's like okay uh, we'll be back with coach Lee here in a little bit and he'd take another break and he'd, uh, he'd show up a little late but what was funny about his coach's show is that more often than not he wanted nothing to do with talking about football or his team it's what book bu- book he'd been reading or you know what what movie the team had gone to see the previous friday night or whatever and so you kind of had to mix in a little football when you could because that's what the people would show up and they, that's what they yeah. wanted to hear about is tell me how the offensive line's playing or what's this freshman doing in practices or whatever. But Mike wanted no, nothing to do with that at times. So that was always kind of <laughs> tricky to maneuver through, but I love the guy, man. He was, uh, he was one of one, man. There's just nothing. He, he had so much to do with the way football was played at the high school level and at the college level and, and really in the NFL, when you think about it. And uh, I, I, I miss him. He left us way too soon. All right. Well, good stuff. Tell McCaslin. Uh, that Mosley said hi, okay, my former fraternity brother. And uh, I, he, he used to outfit me in Arkansas State and then UNT gear. Uh, putting a tech shirt on is a bridge too far for me, so we'll have to leave it there. But certainly support him in all games that aren't against the uh, the Bears. Chris, great to visit with you. Always look forward to it and uh, hope to maybe run into you Saturday night. Hey, you got it, man. I appreciate it, Matt. Thanks for having me on, man. 
Here you bet. There he goes. Chris Level, locked on tech, football, basketball, Red Raiders, uh, RedRaiderSports.com, does a lot, uh, part of their football uh, broadcast, basketball broadcast, and, and uh, really uh, uh, does a lot for Texas Tech athletics. Okay, it's the uh, Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside. Let's do some NFL Blitz. Let's see what's going across, uh, going on across the league and some really good news for you involving the Cowboys O-line that is next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This Waco Connolly Coaches Show with Terry Garrick is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. Connolly Cadets finished non-district play at 3-3 three and three after a 22-19 decision against Springtown. Coach, you had a 19-0 lead at halftime. What happened to let that one get away in the second half? Oh, well, we had some kids that uh, we had a few injuries and we had to pull some kids out. Our defense actually gave us a chance to win the game. We just had too many mistakes. I think we had uh, a total of eight offensive penalties and uh, you can't go backwards. You got to go forward. And so that that hurt us on some of that. But we're we're healthy today and uh, we zero and zero starting district this week. Yeah, your non-district schedule has been a murderer's row of Texas high school football teams. It has certainly prepared you for the upcoming district schedule, hasn't it? Uh, it has. You know, four of the uh, six teams that we played were ranked in the top 20 in 4A Division One. the classification above us. So I think we should be prepared. Uh, we just got to go out there and show it. You get Gatesville at home to start district. What can you tell us about the Hornets? Very good football team. Coach very good, very well. You know, uh, they're doing a great job at uh, Gatesville over there, getting those kids prepared every week. Uh, it's going to be a physical game. It's going to be kind of a smash-mouth football game. And we got it at home, and so hopefully uh, we can get our first district win. ESPN Central Texas. Everything we do, we do for you. Are you looking for a new set of wheels? First Central Credit Union Auto Financing offers fast, complete coverage. Competitive rates and flexible terms make for a win in financing your next vehicle. A quick online application makes it easy to score the money you need at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member in CUA. Locally owned and operated, Rain Coffee Company is your daily stop for the best in hot and iced drinks. Come and stay a while and enjoy Rain Coffee Company's relaxing atmosphere, plus their espresso bar, teas, lotus energy drinks, and sweet treats. They are open every day, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. The only coffee shop in China Spring. Rain Coffee Company, 10214 China Spring Highway. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. We all know high school football is huge in Texas. What else is huge is our selection of new Chevrolets and certified pre-owned vehicles at Chevy of West, home of Silverado City. And when you find new roads to Chevy of West, our award-winning team is here to help you find the perfect new Chevy, all with a free lifetime powertrain warranty. For our starting lineup of new Chevys and big savings, too, please visit ChevyofWest.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, and broadcasting? Green and gold worldwide well, the on Baylor the web Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K Wilson.com. That number again, 254-362-2300. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, you hear the music. You know what time it is. We do it at 340. Well, we're at 350 today. My goodness. We had a lot of Tech Baylor talk break out there, and, um, and that was good. But Aaron Sexton, he kind of prepares, and he's looking over all these NFL headlines, what's going on uh, around the NFL. Aaron, let me just tell you real quick. We did have NBA news today. The Mavs played in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> Abu Dhabi, all right? Pre- first preseason game. And lost 111-99 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Very, very frustrating loss for the Mavs. As uh, Doncic played 17 minutes, scored 25 points. Kyrie Irving played 14 minutes, scored two points. <laughs> Strong <laughs> Strong work and a minus 22 in the 14 minutes he was on the court <laughs> for Kyrie. All right, Aaron, what do we have NFL-wise? Great news for the Cowboys and Cowboys fans. Mm. Uh, friend of the show, Michael Gelkin, reporting 
that the Cowboys expect to have their starting offensive line together for the first Sunday since the 2021 season. They'll have Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele all ready to play for what is going to be one of the biggest regular season games of the season coming up Sunday night against the 49ers. Quick note, this will also be the first time that I believe that Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith have played a game together since Smith was drafted last year. Amazing. Amazing. Now, Aaron, (laughs) let's hope they make it through like at least one half, right? I mean, we're so used to somebody trotting off that field. But, boy, if they go, this is going to be such a fun game. Golly, this is a night game. I mean, this is really going to be something on Sunday evening. I mean, this is this is one of the bigger regular season matchups. I mean, I remember in a while. I'm sure last year you go, well, Mosley, what about the time they played the Eagles? Well, yeah, but dang, this is big. It is. This just feels big uh, for an early season game. Now, will it feel bigger? Will there be bigger games when we get to November in December? Yes, yes. But right now, this is kind of a early season, season measuring stick. The NFL defended its recent coverage of pop superstar Taylor Swift and Kansas City tight end Travis Kelsey amid backlash from fans and even from Kelsey himself, who said that the league is overdoing it with its attention towards the duo's rumored romance. Swift attended the Chiefs' past two games, including their 23-20 win over the New York Jets. Sunday night, the game drew 27 million viewers on TV, and they cut to Taylor Swift, I believe. I'm looking for the exact number. I believe it was 17 times during the game. So a lot of fans were upset. I wasn't one of them. I don't care. But uh, the NFL defending itself, and they're doing what's best for their bottom line because ratings are up, and they're up in a demographic that does not watch the NFL and that is females in general, usually, and especially young females that are Taylor Swift fans. Also, happy birthday to Travis Kelsey. He turned 31 today. Yeah, I mean, I ooh, I thought he was a little older than that. 31? Oh, 36, same? sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I read my own handwriting. That's okay. Uh, yeah, and I was like, man, he's, he's Simcox's age. <laughs> Steven Simcox turned 31 today. Travis Kelsey turns 36. I I don't have any problem really with and by the way, I don't understand why the NFL's having to make any kind of statement. It's wasn't it NBC who had that game the other night? Like I don't NFL doesn't have a director in their ear. This is how many times you can shoot. I mean, they, they, and I'm sure they liked it and were fine with it. But I don't, I mean, if anybody needs to, like, respond, it would be the people who actually were directing that game and telling the camera where to go. Like, the NFL doesn't tell NBC who to put on. So that's kind of interesting to me that uh, that the NFL would feel like they needed to say anything. <laughs> I would just not address it. You're getting great ratings. I don't, I mean, why do you have to acknowledge that some people don't like it? I don't, I mean, who cares? I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah. they're, they're not tuning out, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like these people that react to 
um, stuff that Pardon the Interruption says. He said some real awful stuff the other day about this thing we're talking about, about Travis Kelsey dating, um, you know, the, the famous pop star. And it just I was just like, why are we reacting? That's what they want. That's why they say the crazy stuff about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. They, they're desperate for more ears and more attention, and so they're going to say stupid stuff. And then everybody goes crazy, and the New York Post puts something out. That's what they want. So everybody that always, like, reacts and retweets all this stuff, you can. You do have the ability to ignore some of this. All right, Aaron, we got time for one more. There is NFL tonight, and it is probably going to be a rock fight as the 0-4 Chicago Bears travel to D.C. to take on the 2-2 Commanders. That's a 7-15 start tonight on Prime Video. Thank goodness I've got a high school game tonight. I will be, be watching YouTube. <laughs> I don't even yeah. have any fantasy players, I don't think, playing That's tonight. awful. Yeah, generally you're going to get some people who are just going to watch the NFL no matter what, but that's a tough watch. And that's that. this is a time of the year, it's just you can't really flex out of these things. NBC will soon. Money Night Football gets to this year. Um, I don't know about the streamers. I don't know. It doesn't really seem like something they would be able to do. I mean, uh, they, they could do it. I don't think they're allowed to do it. All right, it is uh, <laughs> the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton, we talk to the legendary Sooner. Tony Casillas returns next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. When it comes to me and my money, I know the way it should be. I need a partner I can count on. That's Genco and me. Genco is my credit union. They're always there for me. They're people I trust. They treat me like family. My money, my future, my Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DooleyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Find sports news, 
streaming, and show podcast at CentexSportsFan.com. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain, my face pops up. <laughs> but you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Now we go to a former Sooners great, also Big-time media guy. He was on Cowboys Crosstalk the other night with a big group, but he was the featured guest, of course. Tony Casillas joining the Mosley Show. Tony, we can be heard in North Austin, uh, so, you know, not that that'll change anything you say, but I was gonna just going to let you know that. Welcome back to the show. It's great to visit with you on such a special week. It is a special week. I got two words for, for Texas and Austin. Texas sucks. <laughs> no, it's all right. To be with you all the time, Matt. It's uh, I uh, known you for some time, and I enjoy yeah. you know following you on the social media and your greatness of a broadcaster. So anytime I get a chance to hop on with you, it's always a pleasure, my man. Well, it's fun to visit with you, and especially uh, I mean this week, it's always great. Um, 
you know, OU Texas, I got to say it the right way or you'll get mad at me. <laughs> it's always fun, but when both teams are ranked this high, and I don't know if we would say the Sooners are riding high. We still need to see, and maybe they will be after Saturday. The Horns obviously uh, getting first-place votes now. Um, but it does, it does feel a little different this year, Tony, doesn't it, with both teams doing well, ranked in like the top 11 and, and undefeated. It just takes on, it, again, always wonderful, but this feels a little different this year. Does it feel that way to you? Well, absolutely. You know, both these teams got ten wins. They're both undefeated going into this game, and and I, I think that there's uh, some pretty, pretty, I would say, profound implications on this game. And you, know, you look at Texas. Uh, the last time they were five and zero coming this game it was what two thousand nine or ten, something around there. And you know, last year was very anticlimactic. His first year for Britt Bittables, and we we're kind of limping in and. And we try to forget about what happened last year, but it certainly has a lot more to it. There's more of storylines. There's more things that can happen with this game on both sides, uh, Oklahoma and Texas. So, and there's a lot of hype. And I, and I will say this, you know, every year for me now, having a son that graduated from OU and me a graduate, I also have a son from the graduate from Texas. So, it, you know, last year stung a little bit. But this year, I think, you know, we all keep it in perspective, and it's such a great rivalry game. It's, it's irreplaceable, and, and as, you, as you mentioned, there's, it's got a lot more flavor to it this year. Man, that is something that you had to one, uh, go to Texas. you got to support your kids <laughs> and love them no matter what. But that, that uh, fateful day when that decision was made, and maybe you knew it was coming for a while, but that had to – you were proud and probably it's stinging at the same time, right? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't proud, but uh, it was kind of surreal. So my oldest son, he's you know he's a smart he's a smart kid. He's an electrical engineer, and we and you know, we got to brag on our kids. And so he graduated mm-hmm. from uh, obviously Texas, but uh, his senior year in high school, I I had him brainwashed pretty much his whole childhood, and he wanted to be a center, tucking the games and everything, and. So when he got accepted into the engineering school at Texas, um, like, okay, you, you got accepted, and so this is a great opportunity for you. But the first time he wore that, you know, how your kids come downstairs for breakfast before they go to school, the first time he wore that burnt orange and the shorts and, the, you know, the, the, you know, just the whole game day outfit, I looked at him and I said, man, this is going to get a lot. This is going to be really hard to get used to. And he looked at, you know, he looked at what he had on, knowing that he was going to Texas. He said the same thing. So now it's, it's kind of changed, you know, the the uniqueness of it. And um, but yeah, it, it, it took some time. And in, and really, when I went down for his orientation, they tried to get us, you know, those people that you know got graduated from OU or A and M, whatever. So you're just going to take one for your team. And I said, I looked at my wife and I said, I can't do that. So everyone's seen, you guys seen the eyes of Texas and she's got a picture of me, had my head straight down, Matt, you would have been proud of me. <laughs> that there's only so much you can do for your kids, but there's one thing I cannot utter those words, the lyrics mm-hmm. to that song. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Tony Casillas joining us. I do not blame you. I like some of these photos you're publishing on Twitter, you and Aikman, the Boz, of course, and um, Shepard. How cool is that to see a picture of him? Even Spencer. 
God, I thought Spencer was way older than you. That's funny. I, I can't even you were naming who's in this photo. I swear I thought he was like seven years older. And I, I mean, I would hate to, he'd be mad at me if I said that. But there you are on the schooner. Can you imagine Troy actually driving that, you know, schooner? How do you think that would have gone? He was from Henrietta, uh, although he had some Californian in him. I don't know how often he was ever on horseback or anything like that. How would that have gone with, with Troy driving that schooner around? Well, I can see why he went to UCLA because I can see him more on a surfboard than, you know, than leading a <laughs> schooner on the field. But, you know, it's so funny, Matt, because I always, you know, I'll, I'll post a picture and, you know, there's Troy. And he And people forget about that. It's like, Troy went to, went to OU? And I said, yeah, he did. In fact, he got injured, and Jamel Holloway came in for eight games of freshman. But, you know, that's the best uh, injury that's ever happened. You hear that all the time. It literally it changed his, you know, changed his direction and obviously his career, amazing career. But in, in that picture, I mean, that's the thing about the, the nuggets that you find every once in a while. People post it, and I'm like, man, I haven't seen that in 40 years. You know, I'll, you know I appreciate your compliment, but, man, I'm getting, I'm almost 60. But regardless, I think that you have those those type of moments, you know, and especially though you Texas game, I go back and you, you look at the pictures of, you know, us playing and, and, you know, now, and, and, and it just really just never fades. And, and that schooner, man, that's a classic. I, I think that when you post that, people are like, that can't be Troy. And if, yeah, that's Troy. That's Troy. When, when Troy run the, uh, the wishbone. And I think that's probably, <laughs> uh, people have a hard time understanding that more than they do. actually. <laughs> yeah. Know, uh, Leading a schooner out in the field. <laughs> That's what got him hurt, probably out there trying to run. And, and uh, you know, <laughs> Barry, if he had to do all over again, may have changed the offense a little more to play to his strengths. But he ended up getting to coach him all those years later, didn't he? Which is so funny how that all uh, worked out. Talking to Tony Casillas on the Matt Mosley show. Um, that one picture you had. You were in the rain. It looked like a driving rainstorm. Lots of umbrellas up at Cotton Bowl. I don't even know if they allow that anymore. Uh, but was that the? I was trying to remember Jeff Ward. One of the there was a tie ball game in there somewhere. Was that what? What was? What do you remember happened in that rain game? Because that would have been probably what your junior or senior year, I would think. Well, that happened in 1984, and that was a tie, which should never have been a tie. And yeah. Again, you go back, you, you replay the old YouTube, and just you know, people, you know, you you know, they they talk about it. But it's 1984, and uh, that picture I actually posted was a. We had a. I mean, there were so many plates in that game. You're right. It was a torrential of a downpour. It was nasty. It, you know, the fill was like slipping and sliding. It wasn't like fields you out today but it was just amazing the game that we that 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 we played in and people watched and so that particular play was a goal line stand where texas i think at that time if they converted um then they would have a chance if they scored they have a chance to go up on us and eventually we're getting 15 to 12 and you know we 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 got uh screwed pretty much on a couple of different other plays but so that was a four play, it was a goal line stand, and we we stopped them on the goal line, and I think we that's I think that's when we kicked out and we took a safety, and that's where they got the two points. And I, at that point, I think it was like fifteen to or fifteen to ten or whatever the score was. But um, but yeah, that was. But it was but the play that really was. You go back and you get kind of sick, and 
I don't know what these two officials were looking at. I think that Coach Switzer made it a point that those guys would be blackballed at that game. But Keith Stanberry intercepted a a pass Mm. in the end zone. And clearly, clearly two yards in the end zone, they said that he's – Momentum uh, it was out of bounds and it was an interception. So we ended up they ended up kicking the field goal uh, in tying us. But uh, man, that was a crazy game because it was just it was so nasty. And yet you see all you see is all those umbrellas. And, and you know I, I think that you get back to the OU game today, you know, tomorrow or excuse me on Saturday. You know OU's ranked high or you know Oklahoma uh, or Texas is ranked high and OU's got is trying to climb back, but. Mm-hmm. There were always those implications on that game. You know, we were either two or they were three, or you know, it wasn't like uh, any, any the, the the two teams were wanting to you know talk of the the play you know the uh, college football playoff or the national championship. Mm-hmm. So, and, so I think that those are the those divine moments. And, and really, Matt, when you talk to former players that had the chance to play uh, OU or Texas. You know, their memories, uh, because not everyone goes to wins a national championship. You know, we did, but uh, it's it's like you, it's a stage where you kind of make your moment, you know, and, and you have that memory about what you did, and there's so many big plays. But uh, that was uh, that was a very memor- memorable day, but the fact that we got screwed out of that interception, mm-hmm. even, you know, four decades ago, however long it's been, it, it still uh, pulls that scab off, you know. It's just hard to get over sometimes. <laughs> All right, I'll try to avoid any other topics that, uh, yeah, that bring back any bad memories. But I saw that rain, and I immediately thought back to that field goal. But you're right, that was a very controversial call. It didn't have replay, so you couldn't go back there no. and and, uh, and properly adjudicate that. What, did anything right. in the NFL ever, like, match coming out of that tunnel at, at OU Texas with the crowd and the division of the colors and everything? Was there... Was, I I would imagine that was almost like I mean you had a really nice NFL career, but it was hard to ever even Super Bowls or whatever else top that game day experience at the Cotton Bowl. Was there anything that ever truly compared to that? Well, that's a great question because I think that I think that you know, I, I talk to people. You know, people ask me, and, and I and exactly what you try to compare. You know, the feeling and. The, the crowd and everything. And I, I would have to say the Super Bowl, uh, running on the Super Bowl, that's kind of like an out-of-body experience. But, you know, close second would be that, that game. And, 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 and really, it's just kind of unique because you, you go down a tunnel and both teams come out, well, sometimes come out at the same time. I think there was a couple altercations where we had to you know, wait a couple of minutes. But you're both coming out of the tunnel and half's red and half's orange. And it's just crazy, and the people are so into this game that it's got that magnitude of a Super Bowl, a national championship, and and this is a regular season game. This game sometimes is not gonna is not gonna determine the outcome. I mean, it's a you know this game I think for both coaches is going to. But the point being is that you'll go on, but really it's hard to get over the the next week because there the hangover effect and everything you talk mm-hmm. about. I mean, it just turns that freaking volume up just where you just can't – you can't hear. And I think that that's – as a player, that's why you play the game. That's why you go to Texas, why you go to Oklahoma. You know, you go to, to win championships. But, man, that game right there, there is nothing like the experience that you have going out of that tunnel and just, oh, my gosh, it just 
the decibels of, you know, that measure the sound and you can't hear. And it's just, and I think the thing about it too, uh, uh, Matt, is that you got to calm yourself down a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that you got to, you got to let it just kind of happen, but ultimately it's all about, okay, and let's just calm down. But the unique part of it is, is that you go in one side of the, one side of the 50, you, you got home field advantage. It's yeah. loud, you know, defense, you go to the other end, it's quiet. So where can you get that type of uniqueness of a game and have that experience, not only as a player, but as a fan? It's just, it's just off the chart. What was Coach Switzer like that first time you remember meeting him, whether it be recruiting or whatever, you probably went for a campus visit. I don't know if he came to see you play in high school it's his birthday today. I saw you wishing him a right. happy birthday. Yep. 86 years old, I believe. Isn't that crazy to think it, it of him? Because he's kind of that eternally youthful right. enthusiasm about it. And he probably still has it. I hadn't talked to him in about a year, but I'm sure you bump into him. And he's still a lot of fun. But what do you what do you remember about it? And, like, how much was it his personality that impact your decision to go to OU? Well, it's uh, it's ironically we're talking about the Texas game. I almost I almost uh, I committed to Texas at the time. Fred Eckers was the head coach, and I went mm-hmm. down to Austin and just had a tremendous time. And then, you know, I went back and I told my my dad and my mom and and uh, Merv Johnson, who was recruiting me at the time, was the offensive line coach. And and I called him. I said, Hey, I'm going. I flip. I'm going to Tex- Texas. And they're like, What? It's like did they what they do brainwash you. And you I'm like, no, nah, I just like it and enjoy it. And then, you know, just felt at home and everything. And, and that's when I got the call from Coach Switzer. And he, he, he talking about a guy that can close a deal, man. You know, he had me like, he, he had me thinking that I'm the, I'm the man. And, and that's what coaches do. But, you know, it's just his authenticity and just his passion, his charisma. And really the first time I ever talked to him, I always tell, I, I, this is, I told this story forever is that, uh, yeah, I was playing in the all-star game and he hadn't seen me play. So I guess he saw some tape or at the time, or someone told him about it. He said, who's this Casillas kid in, in, uh, in, 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 in Tulsa. I'm in Tulsa Central. So that's Tony Casillas. And he goes, you know, I need to, uh, I need to go see him play. And so, so actually he saw, he saw me play. And then he, when he called me, he said, you know what? He said, I want you to come down here and help me, uh, win a, a national championship, but I also want to be the best Mexican I've ever coached. And I, and so I'm like, <laughs> okay, coach, I'm like, but you know, that was just, that was just him. And, 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 you know, to this day we have fun with it. And I, you know, I had this poster, of, I think I posted it when we won a national championship. I had him autographed out on there, but you know what? He is such a, a great human being and, and you've been around the mat and it's just really hard to find someone that doesn't like love or like coach switzer because he is real he's transparent and what he does a great job is when you leave you know when you're long gone and done playing you know we have a great relationship but not not just with me it doesn't matter if you're an all-american or a, a fifth string player or a walk-on he treats everyone equally I and mean, he remembers uh his players I mean, his players are literally his family and his kids, and that's and you hear that said said a lot. But you pick the phone up, and he'll be the first one to say, "Hey, coach, can you can you come?" And my dad, you know, passed away, and I say, "Hey, coach, can you come down and 
and and and, and you know, come to my, uh, my my father's my father's uh, funeral, and he goes, not only will I will I come down, Tony, I, I would like to do the eulogy, and so he got up there. So that's just the way he is, man. Wow. And I think that you know how it is. You you meet people, and you just like okay, they they have this like communication factor with them where they're just they're not full of BS and you know you, you can really see through that and I think that he's loyal I mean he's a loyal he's a he's loyal to his players and I don't know I, I, I can't think of anyone I haven't heard and maybe there is other former players that have gone to college or what's you know played in the NFL but I can't think of another coach that has that type of relationship after home gone, after his players are gone, still just be there when you need them. And it probably had something to do with his upbringing, didn't it? Because he came from kind of nothing, and I, I don't know. He just had a different kind of attitude. And some of those coaches that waited forever to integrate and that kind of thing, you know, like he just didn't. Right. That that yeah. never occurred to him. He's like, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we do Absolutely. that? And and he, he jumped ahead of a lot of coaches and programs and – and uh, quite honestly, Houston did that under Yeoman, you know, and, and uh, yeah. kind of jumped ahead of Texas there when they were a little slow on the trigger to do some of those things. Well, Tony, this is uh, – I always think of you this week, and then I started looking at some of those pictures you were posting got me kind of excited, <laughs> and I immediately said, well, i got to track Tony down. And, of course, you've been making all your media appearances and do a nice job. You've got a podcast <laughs> – uh, so that's uh, that's a lot of fun. It's great catching up with you. I appreciate you doing this. Anytime, Matt. It's always a pleasure talking to you. And I, and I did see you posted something about you losing uh, a dear friend, a long-time uh, DFW. It's been in the uh, the media, uh, Frito, and I and I, my condolences go out to you. And I know that you and Ed, uh, you know, work with him. And uh, I just wanted to send those uh, prayers and. And everything that goes along with that, because I know you got you work with them, but not only that, to his family. So yeah. yeah, anytime, buddy. I really appreciate you having me on, man. Appreciate those words and Frito, boy, he loved those Cowboys teams that you were on, and then uh, you know just love being around all you guys. So appreciate that, Tony. Have a have a great best of luck to your Sooners. Okay, on uh, on Saturday morning. I appreciate it. Take care, Matt. There he goes, Tony Casillas, uh, joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. We'll get you caught up a little bit on uh, some Rangers. We now know we know what time the game is going to be Saturday. Lots of Rangers talk coming up. ALDS is on the way. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Shotgun for Prescott. Looking left, looking right. Only heard here. You check down to Dowdle on the right side, running hard. All season. Rico Dowdle, touchdown Cowboys. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. Live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the 49ers. Sunday starting with the pregame at 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. 
Central National Bank, member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. You're invited to experience the best carnival in Central Texas at the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo this October. Grab the whole family and enjoy fun games, thrilling rides, and all your fair food favorites. Don't miss the opportunity to make memories that will last a lifetime. Purchase a fun pass at your local participating Sefco convenience stores for even more fun and excitement. Each one includes gated mission and unlimited carnival rides each day of the fair for only $90. Visit HotFair.com today for more information. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows, they've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Morrison's Gifts, Waco's oldest family-owned gift store, has moved. Visit their new expanded location a few feet from their old space. Enjoy a new shopping experience with new product arriving weekly. At Morrison's, you'll find great Texas and American products like John Hart leather goods, Consuela bags and purses, locally sourced gourmet items, and great gift items for babies and kids. Can't decide? They specialize in designing custom gift baskets, local delivering, and shipping anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts at the corner of Valley Mills and Waco Drive, close to Jason's Deli. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison & McGregor. 
all-around maintenance is your complete janitorial and construction cleanup service. Whether you're looking for someone to clean your business or you need quick cleanup after a big construction, all-around maintenance handles the nitty-gritty. We're Real Central Texans, working with your schedule to satisfy your needs since 1996. We'll leave your office, school, restaurant, industrial facility, house of worship, or apartment complex spotless at an honest rate. Visit us today at allaroundmaintenance.net. That's allaroundmaintenance.net. Let us do the dirty work. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is uh, the Matt Mosley Show and uh, good stuff from Tony Casillas. And, man, those those old games, Aaron, you can, you can feel it all come back, can't you, when they talk about, and, boy, every, uh, every Sooner – hates how that thing ended as he was describing it. I now remember Stansberry back there in the back of the end zone. Every Sooner thought he got his feet down to make that interception. No replay at the time, so you couldn't really look at that. And um, and then they um, uh, Texas kicks the field goal. I, thought, I think it might have been Jeff Ward, who ended up being a longtime radio guy for the Longhorns, who made that kick. And if I, off just top of my head, I would say that game ended in like a 29-29 tie, or it may be something not something like that. I know it was a tie game, but, boy, all those memories come flooding back. And, um, Aaron, I, I would say of all our beautiful graphics that they do um, for us at Central National Bank, that Casillas glamour pick – that that right there is pretty. I mean, that Tony ought to. I mean, he ought to just keep sending that out. I mean, he looks kind of like he's ready for the the movies, doesn't he? Yeah, I noticed that too. I was like, whoever's <laughs> doing his photos, I need him to do my photos. That's right. That's right, man. That is a glossy type look there, and uh, pretty exciting stuff. Now the Rangers. That game will be at noon. Officially 12.03 on Saturday. I got to talk to our man Ward White, Aaron. You may have already heard to kind of see, because, of course, we've got a lot going on Saturday. We got the, uh, uh, but somehow, some way, with all our family and networks, we'll try to bring you everything. Our pregame show for the Tech Baylor starts at 3 o'clock. Drake and I will have that. Aaron will be. Uh, on that the game starts just right after noon so I guess there could be an opportunity to go straight from the Rangers into the uh, pregame the problem with committing to that is invariably the game will go past three hours and then we would have to dump out of the game to start the pregame show so these are all the things that uh, a program director of uh, Ward's magnitude has to kind of think through and see how he wants to handle that. But, uh, Aaron, I would like to have the ALDS on some one of our <laughs> one of our many stations. I think would be very very appropriate, and uh, and that'll be that'll be exciting. Um, the way they're setting this up, Dunning would get game one. The way it nobody's really said yet, but the thought is Dunning, who's had plenty of rest would start game one, Montgomery two, and then you come back with Evaldi in game three. Now, 
how would you come? You know, I, I'm trying to think the sp- the spacing of all that to see if Dunning could come back on three days rest after that. I mean, you just kind of get those three games in. You worry about the rest later. You've got Heaney. You've got Perez. And, um, Aaron, you were sending me something earlier today, and it was footage, and we were hearing this on the broadcast, the TV broadcast yesterday, but it was footage of Scherzer throwing a bullpen at, I think, what he was calling about 90%. And I, he looked good. I mean, he looked strong. I mean, there was no, it was no like, oh, he's just playing a little soft toss. He's throwing the baseball. Now, do I think he could show up in the ALDS? I do not. Could he show up for the ALCS? Yeah, maybe. But, of course, you just have to get there uh, before we can even entertain that. And uh, they got to go to Baltimore. Aaron, that, that crowd is going to be at Camden. Almost kind of want to go to that. Almost, I really like to drop everything and just go to the ALDS. Um, I mean, I guess I can't do that, can I, with our Baylor stuff? But Baltimore, that's going to be a different kind of crowd. I mean, man, that is—they're going to be jacked. <laughs> it's going to be how much you think that place holds? 40, 43 or forty-four, something like that. You know, it's like every park of a certain generation was sort of patterned after that, including the Rangers, the ballpark in Arlington, what would later become Globe Life Park. And uh, and now, of course, it's Choctaw. But everything was made. They tried to kind of retrofit that thing and make it look like an old-time park. And then, of course, everybody else wanted to build like one like that too. Now, the new ones, Aaron, I don't think are quite like that, right? They have their own flavor. That target field looks kind of cool. Um, I got to say the Phillies crowd looked unreal on TV. Aaron, I don't know what to make of these new best of threes. I mean, I think we all thought we'd at least get a game or two of a game three. Did, did we not get any? Is that right? Did every one of those end up in a 2-0? Yes. Every series ended up in a sweep, so there's no baseball mm-hmm. today when there could have been five ga- yeah. uh, four games. Yeah. Don't you feel like – we got we got in a pretty good rhythm with like talking about the Rangers during the game, <laughs> yes. and now we I can't do it, it anymore. Yeah, now it'll be interesting to see because that could be a day game while we're on the air. Um, I guess it'll be. Will there be game one and game two Saturday and Sunday? Have we heard? Have we heard when game two will be, Aaron? We know game one is Saturday at noon. At least game two is Sunday at three. Sunday at 3, game 2, all right? And then they'll come back for game 3. I would imagine they'll give them a day, a travel day, and then come back. Yeah, uh, Tuesday is a okay. 7.05. Yeah. Oh, and then Tuesday and Wednesday. Okay, Tuesday, 7.05. Interesting. Wow, the Orioles and the Rangers getting it on. Uh, the morning news listed yesterday, <laughs> Aaron, they said – it was just like a typo or something, but it said game three and game four, if necessary. <laughs> like, and I was like, wait, those, those are going to, you're going to have to play, you know, you, <laughs> I mean, uh, you have to play game three. It was said something like game three, if necessary. I mean, even if you drop two, you are going to get, you are going to get that game three in. So I thought that was kind of funny, but we'll see. We, it is interesting because that's a best of, 
five, and then you get to ALCS, you get a best of seven. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But very, very exciting news. Um, uh, Dak was just talking a, uh, a little while ago, and I was kind of trying to monitor his comments. Um, he he was asked about uh, how helpful – Trey Lance has been this week in preparing for the Niners. He said he has been very helpful, honestly. He said having spent time there, just in the way that their defense can move, certain calls that they may have to make when we put them in certain positions, things you kind of see on film but get some definitive answers from him in the way they did things. He's been very helpful. Aaron, is that why Trey Lance is here, both for (laughs) – Week five, this game Sunday night, and then uh, maybe in the playoffs. <laughs> kind of, kind of interesting. Somebody, of course, Aaron, being mean, immediately responds. Zeke and Greer weren't too helpful for the Pats last week. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, they weren't. They weren't. They I mean maybe they were helpful, but none of it really worked out. Um, Dak was asked about how much the offense the Cowboys have left that they haven't shown. He said a good bit. Yeah, a good bit. And offenses are always evolving and growing. There are a few plays we haven't used yet, and we're always bringing in new plays each week that we feel like benefit us versus a different scheme or the particular scheme we're playing that week. All right, Aaron, that's Dak just kind of putting it out there. Hey, we got some new plays we may be rolling out. Um, he, Dak also was asked about um, uh, about the offensive lineman maybe being in place, Tyron, Tyler, Tyler. You got Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. And, and I thought he gave a good answer. He said, I felt like last time we talked about it, something happened. I'd rather just get to the game and we can talk about it after. All right. Not wanting to jinx the offensive line. And uh, also, CeeDee Lambs had a bit of a knee. Uh, He told reporters about an hour ago, said, I'm straight. I'll be out there. I'm good. All right. And, um, um, you know, the... Uh, Demarcus Lawrence was asked about how the 49ers never turned the ball over. Uh, and he said his answer to that a couple of hours ago was go take it, period. Not accepting the fact that maybe they're really good at not turning the ball over. Go take it, period. All right. And, uh, Man, I, I, the more we talk about this, the more we prepare, the more exciting it becomes. Aaron, think about that. 11 o'clock, uh, OU Texas. Like, I'm flirting with the idea of, like, do I, do I settle in in Waco and kind of watch that one? And then, of course, I get out there in position. I might just watch. I may just zero in on the second half of that one. And then I got to get in position, of course, to help Drake set up out there, as uh, Drake would probably argue with that. I like to at least observe and just kind of make sure everything's being wired the correct way 
and uh, Drake and I will be on top of that as we begin our uh, ESPN Central Texas kickoff show, brought to you by the Office of Baylor Alumni at 3 o'clock sharp. Aaron, does that sound good to you? 3 o'clock? Now, will you uh, – but, Aaron, that should give you time. I know you got to get up there and prepare, but to watch most of Texas OU. I mean, this is – to me, this is the best Texas OU game we've had since – as far as the buildup – since 2011, Texas was down for a lot of years while OU was good, and then OU. I mean, think about that, Aaron. Even though, even though I was kind of, it was exciting. 2010, 11, all those games. Even maybe after that, they they were. It was like Texas was rolling like Tyrone Swoops out there. Remember him? He ended up playing like wide receiver or something in the, it later on. But that was their starting quarterback in one of those Texas OU games. Tyrone Swoops, S-W-O-O-P-E-S. Well, of course, we know that because his aunt was uh, the great Texas Tech Red Raiders, Cheryl Swoops. But that was their starting quarterback. And then who after that, Aaron? David Ash. Uh, Ellinger at some point, but before that, well, if you go back enough, you had Colt. Colt was the last of the great Texas quarterbacks after Vince. And then his brother Case was playing some quarterback. But, boy, they were out in the quarterback wilderness for a long time. And maybe they've come out of it with Quinn Ewers. So much more to talk to about on the college front. It is time for Campus Confidential. That is next. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. The McGregor Coaches Show is brought to you by McGregor General Store, Pascal Insurance, and Real Estate. Coach Todd McCauley is here with us talking about the McGregor Bulldogs. I know the result against Troy wasn't exactly what you wanted, but it seems like the offense kind of got on track in the second half. What did you like about how, uh, how your team finished the game Friday night? Uh, kids did kids did well adjusting to a couple of changes. Um, I think we stayed on our blocks a little bit better. I think they had a little more fire, a little more intensity. We just don't come out as quick as the gates as we we'd like to. In the second half, we've kind of been a second half team. We need to end up being first half team as well. Um, what have you been working on this week, or just kind of emphasizing with the team? I know special teams had a a couple. Troy had a touchdown on on a kickoff return. Also got some good field position. How have you guys sort of adjusted um, or at least emphasized that with the team this week? I did a couple of personnel changes uh, and, 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 and adjusted one of our schemes, I think, that uh, will fit our kids better. I think we have a plan in place. Um, what are some of the keys this week against uh, another good opponent in Lorena? Yep, they just keep coming. They uh, – the Leopards, uh, they're they're going to be they're going to make a deep playoff run. They're a good team, well coached, uh, solid scheme, both sides of the ball. But we got to limit, like any game, we got to limit their big plays. We got to manage the field position game and play smart, complimentary football. Hopefully, that'll happen on both ends. Coach, one thing just being in the community, I've noticed is that a really cool sort of tradition that's got started this year. You guys are having like team dinners once a week uh, how great has that been just for you know the camaraderie of the overall group this season and, and getting to spend time with the guys outside of uh outside of the practice oh yes sir it's 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 huge i think all good 
all good teams develop chemistry in some form or fashion. And just because of the nature of the beast of the football season, I think seeing dinners for the football season is a good time. You know, I know other sports do different things. And, and I think this is a good way for team chemistry to, to grow stronger and for people to connect on a, on another level, not just on the playing field. ESPN Central Texas. Your modern-day general store is McGregor General Store. They are an official Purina feed dealer, and they have deer protein, deer corn, and deer feeders. McGregor General Store has a large inventory of new fashionable clothing items for men and women. Serapi collection purses, bags, boots, shirts, and jeans from Wrangler, Ariat, and Cinch, and ladies' Ariat boots and roper shoes. Go by and say hello to Courtney, Amy, and the gang at McGregor General Store on Highway 84 in McGregor and at McGregorGeneralStore.com. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Nationwide, and Hoheim Prairie. The real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out at 401 Madison and McGregor. The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch switch, sky track, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West and at westrental.net. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you just another number to your insurance provider? Look no further than The Flock. Cole, Michael, Derek, and Javen are local independent brokers. And with over 50 trusted companies in their network, they'll find you unbeatable rates for auto, homeowners, life, and even commercial insurance. Why settle for one-size-fits-all insurance? Text QUOTE to 214-838-5236. QUOTE to 214-838-5236. Let the flock take you under their wing. A dynamic team with Goosehead Insurance, your trusted choice for personalized coverage. Hey, neighbor, I saw your license plate. Welcome to Texas. Thanks. I'm going to need a bigger mower for this lawn. Seems like everything's bigger here. (laughs) It sure is. And we're saving up for a big pool. Well, then you're going to need a high-yield CD from EECU. They have a 5.5% APY on a nine-month CD. (laughs) 5.5%? That is big. Yep, we've done our banking with EECU for years, and we opened a CD just last week. It was fast and easy to open online. Just call 800-333-9934 or go to eecu.org slash high-yield and open your CD in under five minutes minutes. Wow. What'd you call them? EECU? <laughs> That's right. They've been helping Texans grow their savings for over 85 years. You can't go wrong with EECU and a 5.5% APY, but hurry, go to eecu.org slash high yield today because it's a limited time offer. Thanks for the tip. Hey, uh, you don't know any good fishing spots, do you? Federally insured by NCUA. APY is annual percentage yield. $2,500 minimum deposit required from an external source. Membership requirements apply. For additional terms and conditions, call 800-333-9934. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Derek Scott, Jim Turner, the whole gang, Clay, everybody out there listening. We love this segment and uh, allows us to fly around 
the world of college football and college athletics. Look at some of the bigger headlines. And um, today we're doing a lot of Texas OU talk. We had a Texas Tech guest on earlier. We had Tony Casillas. We have a big-time uh, OU insider uh, and a guy I've done some uh, national radio with, uh, Chris Plank, going to join us at 520 today as we continue to go over all this. But uh, I am curious to see what direction we're going to go in today's edition of Campus Confidential. Where do we start, Aaron? We will start with the NCAA and their silliness. North Carolina wide receiver Tess Walker will be eligible to play in 2023 after new information emerged that the NCAA said school officials, quote, failed to provide previously. Walker transferred from Kent State had his initial eligibility for 2023 denied because he had transferred twice. His case became a focal point for NCAA rules, in part because Walker hadn't played during the COVID-19 season of 2020 at North Carolina Central, which did not have a season because of the pandemic. That was obviously one of his transfers. If you'll recall, last month, head coach Mac Brown issued a very strongly worded letter basically saying he had lost faith in the NCAA after they denied Walker's appeal. So they have changed that, but now they're blaming North Carolina. Very NCAA thing to do. Yeah, like, hey, we're going to reverse this, probably what they should have done anyway, but put it on North Carolina for not getting all the information. So something else has come to light, and and now they're going to do the right thing. And uh, you know, I who knows like how good this player is. I've got no clue, but he's become a big name for, and 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 unfortunately, sometimes I mean, you know, you kind of end up using these players to try to make a point with the NCAA. Um, I just hope he can go out and have a have a good time and play. And, and, you know, we'll see. He may be a great player. He may just kind of be a normal uh, player. But uh, it'll be uh, – I am glad they have reached this decision. I wonder if he could redshirt again. I guess he could play – the truth is he could play four games, try to help him, see how he's doing. And if maybe he could get a full a whole full season since the uh, NCAA seemingly kind of did him wrong. He is a, a- – and I didn't know this until I read the article today, but he is a top prospect. He is a big-time addition to the, an undefeated North Carolina team, considered a top pro- 50 prospect for next year's NFL draft, according to the ESPN article. So, big-time player. And but he came from Kent State, is that what you said? Yes, he had like almost 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns mm-hmm. there last year. Interesting. I, how do you even keep good players at those places? You can't anymore. You really can't. Like, if you have like somebody. UNT, Kent State. They're leaving. If you're good at all, they're gone. Mm-hmm. Liberty. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's just become the reality is that the, the group of five schools and, and, they, and, then, and the other schools even smaller have kind of become feeder systems, feeder schools yeah. for the Power Five schools in the transfer portal. Yeah. I mean, it's why it's another reason UCF and others were so desperate to get into the Power Five because at this level, it just makes it – I'm not saying you won't lose some still, 
but you it's a little easier to make NIL deals with them and keep them in school, keep them out of the portal, and take care of them. Now, Baylor over the years has tried to take care of players by doing the whole person over player thing, which I think is very genuine and a good thing. But at some point, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, thanks, but you know, we're we also need some money over over uh, <laughs> over player uh, as well, and so Baylor's had to do a little catching up in that area. Hopefully, will I? Uh, I sent that to one of my my favorite uh, car dealers in town, Aaron. What the Utah Utes did, and uh, he was pretty amazed by that. That some that that an NIL collective would be able to get every scholarship player a brand new pickup truck. Uh, now it's a six month lease. You lose it if you leave or if you transfer, but that's that's a pretty amazing deal. Like eighty, what is it, Aaron? Eighty five scholarships. Yeah, it, it's it's over five million dollars worth of trucks yeah. total, easily. Yeah, I mean, I guess Baylor's calling around right now to see if some of the car dealers. <laughs> I mean, that's tough. That is a major, major commitment. And, and hey, Utah's a great school and great. It's been a great program, but it's not like they've been Power Five for that long. I mean, that's wild that somebody out there in Salt Lake City just said, "Yeah, we'll get them." I mean that's that's not just a dealer. That's some kind of the, one of the manufacturers, like Dodge, the Dodge owners. I mean that, that's like a huge commitment from not just that dealership, but from the manufacturers. I, I I'd like to I, I'd like to dig into that deal, Aaron. That may be that may be a Mosley Sexton investigation. It's like. Uh, did you hear Evan Grant was digging around on something for Bochi and Bochi? Bochi called him Columbo. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was trying to get to the bottom of why. I think it was about, like, why they keep putting Grossman as the number three hitter in the lineup, perhaps. I don't know. But he was digging around on it, and Bochi said, called him, Col- it called him Columbo. <laughs> oh, man. I, did you ever watch Columbo, Aaron? That was a little bit. Before our time, even, but a few on reruns with my grandmother. Yeah. Just one more question. <laughs> I can't do the impression. Now, when we were kids, and I don't know if these were reruns or this would have been lie or like uh, actual. Uh, uh, when was Starsky and Hutch on? Was I think we that was probably reruns was before by, us. We, we okay. were real little, I think. Oh, it was I think on we, when we were little is when Dallas and Falcon Crest and Dukes of Hazard were big. Like when we were about probably eight years old, right? Seven or eight years old, all that stuff was huge. Golly. I'm, I'm looking skin. back, I, I kind of cringe over some of the stuff they <laughs> talked about, like on Dukes of Hazard. But I, I will admit that I was, I was way into that show. <laughs> Starskin Hutch first aired in 75 and lasted four seasons. So we were very young. <laughs> Yeah, we may barely remember one of those episodes in, like, 79 or something. But, like, yeah, that's uh, Starsky and Hutch. I'm trying to remember which one was – who was the dark-haired guy? Was that that Starsky or was that Hutch? There was a dark-haired guy and I think a blonde-headed guy. I think the blonde-headed guy was Starsky. 
Now, who was Cagney and Lacey? Now, I do remember Cagney and Lacey. They were female detectives. Yeah, yeah. Tyne Daly was one of them. Tyne Daly was the dark-haired. I watched that show with my mom. She was Cagney or Lacey? I don't know. And then, boy, if you ever hung out with your grandparents, you would watch Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) And you'd always hear Pat Summerall say, 60 minutes and then Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Those were the days. What else do we have, sir? Former Northwestern head coach Pat Fitzgerald filed a wrongful termination lawsuit today against the university and President Michael Schill, in which he's seeking damages in excess of $130 million for lost earnings as well as reputational and punitive damages. Fitzgerald alleges Northwestern unlawfully fired him for cause July 10th, three days after announcing a two-week suspension as part of corrective measures from a university commission hazing investigation into the program. Northwestern's investigation found that while claims of hazing from a former player were largely corroborated, there was not sufficient evidence Fitzgerald and other coaches and staff had knowledge of the incidents. Yeah, he may get a settlement I mean, it, it really is pretty shocking that that, I mean, if that guy can get fired, anybody can get fired. I mean, you know, the, the Mel Tucker thing, they could have stood by him a little more than they did. What he did, though, was pretty seedy and, you know, what he's alleged to have done, pretty rough, pretty weird, uh, and pretty wrong, I should say. But Fitzgerald... I don't know. I, I think it's getting to the point, even though maybe it sounds unfair, that you just can't say, well, I didn't know about the hazing. I mean, we all know all too well with what happened at, at, at my alma mater that it's just, it really, you can say I didn't know about any of this, but that's no, that's no excuse. And will he get some kind of settlement? Yeah, probably so. But, Aaron, that's a guy that went to Northwestern, played at Northwestern, the most beloved ever Northwestern coach, although the guy he replaced who died was beloved, I have to say. But you would have thought he could have survived this. And they quickly changed course and fired him. Is that a good job? No. Is (laughs) Northwestern a good – see, I kind of think it is because it's – Well, there's no pressure. That's what I'm saying. I if you, I mean, it's like the Northwestern basketball job. They're they're decent. Every once in a while they go to the NCAA tournament. Chris Collins, the old Duke player, is the coach. I, I think that's a great job. I think it's a great job because you can't football. I, you just got to be decent every once in a while. I mean, that guy was not going to get fired, and he went one in eleven last season. They were horrible and nobody was trying to fire him until they did some hazing i mean think of most schools you get fired and 111 you got you got no shot most of those big 10 schools the only places you can go 111 are rutgers and northwestern anywhere else (laughs) even minnesota you'd get fired um even vanderbilt well i don't know They'll run you out of town at Vandy after a while, but they'll let you have a couple of two and nines. <laughs> you can get a, you can have a couple of two and tens there. 
I mean, they, they really messed over Scott's brother in basketball because he lost some unbelievable, like, lottery pick right before the season. And, and they ended up having a really bad season. They ran him out of town. And, you know, they're not – I guess they're decent now. Who's, the, who's even the coach at Vanderbilt? Where did Jerry Stackhouse take over? Was that, was that Wake or Vandy? Anyway, I guess they're okay now, but I think uh, – I, I feel like they should have let Bryce Drew weather the storm. All right, Aaron, any more? Any more you'd like to get to? UCF. Football coach Gus Malzahn has agreed to a contract extension through the 2027 season, ESPN reporting. Malzahn agreed to terms early this summer. The school raised his salary to about $4 million per year on July 1st. Sources told ESPN the deal rises to $5.5 million annually in 2026 and 27. The contract puts him more in line with Big 12 coaches as he would have entered the season as the lowest paid Power 5, conf- Power Five coach without that adjustment. Malzahn last, Malzahn's last listed salary was $2.3 million per year, which he made during UCS time in the AAC. What would he have gotten if they hadn't blown a 28-point lead Saturday? <laughs> I, I was about to say, he had a bad Saturday, but a good rest of the week. But he had actually gotten the raise earlier this summer. ESPN just now finding out about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They made it official. He agreed to it in principle. Right. Some of those people agree to it and, like, won't sign it. Gundy one time agreed to one in principle, and, like, like a year later he wouldn't – they couldn't get him to sign it. Oh, uh, you got to watch that. Some of those guys – and, then of course, what happens if you don't sign it and then you go you, – you have some kind of bad year, they can take that thing right out from under you. And, and Gundy always had that weird relationship with T. Boone Pickens. Like – there's basically at OSU, you had one order of business, and that was to get along with T. Boone Pickens because he was one of the biggest benefactors in college football history, in college athletics history, and and Gundy couldn't get along with him. They may be getting ready to say goodbye to Mike Gundy. He may he just doesn't seem like he's ready for the NIL portal world. Yeah, I'd, but they are so bad. I mean, they're they're what we thought West Virginia was going to be. West Virginia's good. Like, who are the best teams? We have to say West Virginia right now is like the fourth best team in the conference, after Texas, Oklahoma, and K State. Would you say West Virginia by record for sure? But I'm just saying, like, if we're just spitballing it, would you put them ahead of K State right now or right behind K State? Ooh. Put, put them, them fourth, maybe. Yeah. 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 And then who else? Who would be behind them? I mean, Tech has not lived up to expectations. I don't think that much of Cincinnati, UCF, obviously Houston. not Houston. BYU's pretty good. BYU's okay. I don't know, man. The, it's like the upper group's pretty good. It's like four teams, and then everybody. That's why Baylor could climb back in and. I'm not saying they're going to win the conference, but they could kind of hang around and win win some conference games, win like five or six conference games. That would be a great year. My gosh, think about where they were, Aaron, if they could just kind of beat Tech, go to the bye week. You're 3-3. Three and three, You're sitting like, I mean, your whole year has changed in two weeks. You're 1-3, and three, and people wondering if Aranda's okay, 
You beat Joey. And by the way, some of these articles being written out there, Aaron, I've not read this one, but I had it forwarded to me. And it's like, if if Baylor loses Saturday night, Baylor should have hired Joey. Okay. <laughs> so we're just going to have like one. That's that's a, That seems pretty smart. Yeah. Let's just have one. <laughs> One matchup, and oh yeah, we should have hired Joey. I mean, like that's all it takes. I, then you'll know. I would if Tech were five and zero right now, and Baylor were two and three, or even four and one. I mean, we might. I'm not. I, I, it would. It would. That talk would be out there, but it's not. Re- I mean, they're both having down seasons right now. Both of them have a chance to turn it around. I mean, this is a huge pivotal game for both programs. That Saturday night game, boy, it's a sneaky good game, sneaky good matchup because all eyes are on the Cotton Bowl. I cannot believe they just keep playing this thing at 11. How does ABC not put the I, – I guess 11 – I guess there's they don't care at all anymore between 11 and 2.30, do they? I think they almost prefer to put the, the best game they have at 11 because I guess they can go straight in from game day – to uh, to Texas OU, right? Because they're going to have game day there. Where's Fox Big Noon this week, Aaron? Do you know? I just always assume it's like wherever Colorado's playing. <laughs> What's the it has Fox? Been, hasn't it? Yeah. What's the Fox Big Noon site, folks? Tell us. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, we got a big time guest. It's in Columbus, so Ohio State. Oh, yeah. They got a sneaky tough team, don't they? Isn't it somebody that's decent they're playing? Like not great. But yeah, yeah. Terps are not horrible this year. They got Tua's younger brother. I feel like he's been their quarterback for like five years now. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever this guy is. <laughs> oh man. Um well Miami came crashing down, didn't they? With that one game. They'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. All right. Um we're going to roll on. Let's talk a little. Um, we got Sooners talk at 520. Let's do some Baylor Tech talk. All right. I'm going to start kind of ramping this thing up as we get closer to Saturday. We'll let you, if you, in case you missed it, we'll play Joey for you tomorrow. We had Joey McGuire on. Aaron, is there any show in America that has, like, better opposing coaches on? There is not. <laughs> We'd love to have Dave someday. But until then... We're just going to keep having great opposing coaches and uh, ADs. All right, we'll continue on. Uh, We'll do some Baylor Tech talk uh, next. Why I think this could be a huge game for Dave Aranda. That's next. Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers live from Levi's Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch, like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch, La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. 
Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Kristen Clements, a realtor with Camille Johnson Real Estate, has been working in the real estate profession since 2013. Kristen specializes in the greater Waco and surrounding areas. Born and raised in Waco, Kristen is a graduate of Baylor University, and she and her husband and three children currently reside in China Spring. If you're looking to relocate and need a hardworking agent to work on your behalf, call Kristen Clements today, 717-3020, or check her out at CamilleJohnson.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? 
quality vehicle, outstanding reputation, a dealership you can depend on. Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Wit Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show, and uh, I did enjoy, Aaron, the uh, Big uh, 12 women's basketball preseason poll came out uh, earlier today, and uh, Bears picked, uh, did get two first-place votes, picked second behind those hated and dreaded Longhorns, Vic and his bunch. Good team. They've done well in the tournament, so uh, give Vic his due. But Nikki and her gang, she's done some major recruiting, second. Kansas Jayhawks, third. K-State with Coach Mitty, uh, fourth. Oklahoma, that's uh, Coach, uh, Ber- how do you say her name, Aaron? Bransky. Uh, and then uh, I'll tell you where who they're sleeping on, Aaron. Oklahoma State, seventh. God, they were great last year. I mean, J- J.C. had them rolling and. um and they've got them picked seventh. They've got last place. And I don't know anything about, the, oh, other than this is a former Baylor coach is their head coach, Satya, UCF, in last place. I don't. I have no clue why TCU is already in ninth place. They've been horrible for years, uh, women's basketball. I mean, no offense, but they have. I, don't, I have no clue why they would be rated ninth. Maybe they've had some uh, transfers that we don't know about. Um Aaron, I'm watching all the tech stuff. It's kind of fun. Uh, I mean, they've got some of the – they're doing some videos. I'm, in fact, Aaron, I'm going to send you this video and see if it's funny. I think they're kind of trying to do some, like, sports center type stuff. And it may be cringy, but it also may be kind of funny. They're doing some um, – they're doing some they're, – they're trying to have some fun. Uh, and I think they're – I think it's with Taj Brooks, their running back. Um, I'm going to send this to you and see if you think. Now, Aaron, I don't know if they're going to be in their all blacks, but but the all the things they've been putting out there, uh, it's it's had their all black uniforms. Baylor, it's a gold out. Now, Aaron, doesn't that mean that the Bears will be in all gold? Or um, and some people don't like that this shade of gold. Um, I'm. I'm going to be in the press box. I'll just be wearing whatever I want. I'm not going to be uh, wearing any gold. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't embrace. If everybody, I, I love the Baylor line. I was part of the Baylor line back in the day. They'll be in gold. Everybody else will be in gold. All right. My uh, daughter will be there, and uh, and she will be wearing gold. She dates a guy, Aaron, that uh, 
is a is the son of two Longhorns and have been a little fearful oh, that's he might he <laughs> might show up and so I've already put that proclamation down that there'll be no Longhorn gear uh, at a Texas Tech Baylor game and 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 I think he'll I mean if he wants to continue down this path uh, uh, yeah he will not show up in any Texas gear. So we'll monitor that, make sure everybody behaves on that front. Um, but that this will be um, really interesting to see. And big game. Both teams need this one at two and three. I think Joey was embarrassed when Baylor came out there to Lubbock. It was Pat Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes' night. They had a lot of stuff they were celebrating, and the Bears just took it to them. And, and manhandled Texas Tech. And that was before Baylor kind of started falling apart last year. They looked great. They looked good in the run game. I mean, they just owned the game. They owned the game in the trenches. Defensive backs made a great play. McCarty, who we were just talking to earlier, made a great play. Aaron, did you realize A.J. McCarty? I assumed all those DBs went to Arkansas. I did not remember that McCarty has somehow ended up in Lubbock. And apparently he is redshirting but we'll be uh, playing for the Red Raiders. So that's kind of an interesting thing. I, I just think, you know, for Dave Aranda. Welcome you back into the Baylor Alumni Tailgate. Well, I like that. Sorry about I mean, that. We're kind of getting <laughs> getting you ready for the We have the a tailgate very sensitive touchscreen. That's okay. If Aaron, as much as sneezes, and that's what happens. That, that happens. I know, Aaron. We got to turn away from the screen for your sneeze. Very sensitive to the touch. Our programming equipment there. But I, I just think for Coach Aranda, I mean, this, there's just so much on the line. He'll be fine either way. But I, I think if they could build on what happened against UCF, they desperately, especially after that Texas game need a strong performance at home. And, and, and these players are starting to believe uh, if you can build on that what happened last week and get a win at home and go 3-3 three and three going to the bye, it's like two wins because you get the win and then you get to kind of relax on it and enjoy it for another week. Uh, a loss is like two losses. It can really mount on you, and two and four is obviously going to feel uh, a, a lot worse. All right. Um, we're going to do some Sooners talk. And Chris Plank is a big-time Sooners insider. And we're going to visit with him. And we're going to do that next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. This Waco High Coaches Show with Lyndon Help is brought to you by Waste Connections. The Waco Lions were within six seconds of victory last Friday, but dropped a 21-20 decision to Colleen Ellison first off, Coach. That game was plagued by penalties on both teams, and that needs to be cleaned up, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we allowed some of the penalties and some of the uh, things that occurred within the game to affect uh, our ability to really stay focused on, on what we needed to do, play in, play out, and so... That's something we've got to clean up. Uh, had way, way too many penalties. I kind of alluded to it on Friday after the game. It, it was problematic, and it definitely played a part in, in the game. Bright spot in the game was the passing of R.J. Young and Marcus Chandler, who was on the end of two p- touchdown passes. Yeah, I mean, that that was true passing game, right? Those weren't just 
you know, a couple, two big balls. They were, they were, you know, consistent throwing open windows. Uh, so really proud of RJ, you know, coming back from the ACL, being able to work through this, uh, really having to push through some things to develop a pocket presence to be able to do what he did on Friday. Well, you hit the road this week at Red Oak. What concerns you about the Hawks? A lot of things. <laughs> uh, Red Oak is a is a very very talented football team. I mean, they're ranked number seven in the state for a reason, right? Uh, they've got two outside receivers that are 10, 10 to twenty D one offers apiece. Uh, they've got D linemen uh, that are very very talented. They're leading our district in defense, uh, and they're in the you know top two and offense so they're a very explosive team on both sides of the football and so uh, it'll be a great challenge for us to to raise the level of our game rolling in uh to friday espn central texas at waste connections they keep central texas clean waste connections provides trash pickup and recycling services to waco area homes and businesses Remember them when you need residential garbage service, commercial dumpsters, and garbage collection, bulk item pickups, trash compactors, or construction and demolition roll-offs. They would be honored to be your service provider. Waste Connections, 254-840-4060, 1910 South Main Street, McGregor, and at wasteconnections.com. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency. Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. 
In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Right, we are going to have uh, we are going to have Chris Plank on, uh, and uh, we'll talk some Texas uh, OU OU Texas. They like to call it. I think it should be who won last. Texas with a enormous win last year. It was embarrassing. I think OU so ready to get back out there, and and this is uh, this is. This is going to be something, um, and we will uh, we'll get and, and there's some moments from this game that we'll visit with you about and um, and here we go. I'm going to get uh, get something to you here. Um, pretty uh, pretty incredible moments as far as Roy Williams. Um, the uh, the Chris Sims the famous kind of Superman situation there and I love kind of I love looking back at some of these stories we had Tony Casillas on earlier and these are uh, these are some great moments and um, excited to have Chris Plank on somebody I've done uh, some radio with on on Fox Sports Radio and uh, we'll pop him on here in a second and. Um, I tell you, it is uh, uh, really the, the the back and forth, the the game day atmosphere. If you've never been, I was talking earlier. I got to sit one year just on some crazy circumstances at the fifty um, yard line, and it was it was beyond belief. All right, Chris Plank uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, Chris, always fun to catch up with you. You've done three hours of radio. You're a man. Uh, you've uh, and you're. I mean, probably nine to noon. You had stuff earlier today. I mean, you sure. were. You're just constantly being called upon. Uh, who knows? You may do XM or Fox tonight. But thank you so much for working me in. I got to see you in Waco. Oh, I don't know. Last year, one of those uh, softball series. But boy, this is going to be. There's so much great buildup to te- to this OU Texas game, and and this feels kind of like the old days, doesn't it? I mean, it's fun every year. It's always exciting, no matter which team's up and which team's down. But when you have both teams doing well, both unbeaten, there's no there's no feeling like it, uh, and no. and great. it's just it's it's just exciting to uh, to get there. And I know you've been to I'm sure quite a few of these. But I would imagine you're feeling more anticipation for this one than some in recent years. Yeah, you know, last year was a blur. Don't remember what happened. Can't even tell you. But um, for for Oklahoma to be, you know, in this position uh, with their schedule, everyone expected them to be five and zero. If they would have lost before Saturday, there would have been big questions about the direction of this program, where it's going. Is Brent Venables the right hire? All, all those things would have been in play if Oklahoma would have lost to SMU or Cincinnati or even Iowa State. They didn't. So now they're in a position to where um, they're they're playing really good football. Now the question is for Oklahoma, 
you know, who has it been against? Is it, have you been truly challenged? We know Texas has, they beat Alabama. Um, that's a really good football team. Uh, has, has Oklahoma really played a very good football team? I think that's kind of the question overall. Uh, Cincinnati's good, uh, but are they great? No, uh, Iowa State's okay. So that, that's, that's where all this, you know, we'll find out on Saturday. Is Oklahoma, you know, got to this point at 5-0 and on a soft schedule? Um, or are they truly improved, and have they arrived? And is Saturday going to be a statement day for Brent Venables and the 2023 football team for Oklahoma? You know, I, uh, Dylan uh, Gabriel, I mean, the quarterback has looked really good. It's just the running game has not really looked that sharp, from what I can tell. Right. I mean, you blow out Iowa State, so maybe you don't really dial down too much on the stats. But it's not like they're so used to OU having a breakout-type tailback. And maybe there's still one to come, but that's defined a lot of these games. Tremendous running days. Who can run the football? And, and I would say right now, you kind of be you got to wonder a little bit about OU's ability to run the ball, especially, Chris, against that line that whether it be Sweat or whoever, this is the best UT defensive line I've seen in about a decade uh, because they, I mean, they're just coming at you tremendous size. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I'm sure you've watched them a little bit too. That's oh, yeah. what jumps off the page at me at what they're doing up front. Yeah. I mean, I, I not, not, you know, since we're on in Waco, Matt, I, I literally just finished watching while I was doing my show, the uh, Texas Baylor game. And that was unfair. You know, that, that really was what Texas's defensive line was doing to Baylor's interior. And, you know, we'll see as, as time progresses what that O-line looks like for the Bears. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's an unfortunate matchup for Oklahoma from this perspective. Their weakness is the interior of their offensive line, right? It's not mm. a knock on Andrew Rame. He's a really good center. He's a three-year starter that, because of injuries, really hasn't played a ton of football. So you've got a, uh, a, a somewhat veteran but yet inexperienced center, if that makes sense, against, you know, two guards that you know, I don't even know what's going on in one guard position because of injuries. And the other guard has been a guy that, while it became a tour, the transfer from California, has kind of been the butt of fans' jokes because he's been so inconsistent. <clears throat> the bottom line is he's gained the trust of his head coach and, and his offensive line coach, Bill Beanbow. So um, it's, you know, in waves, like you said, this is a very talented interior of the defensive line for Texas. I agree with you. Uh, and watching them, I, I haven't seen the likes of this. I'm, I don't want to get too overly dramatic, but my first year doing sidelines was 2011. And that's when you would really take that fine-tooth comb and try to you know, be as smart in the all-22 as you could. And in that, this is as dominating of a group that I've seen for Texas. And it's just it's unfortunate for Oklahoma that it happens to line up in a season when their uh, interior of their offensive line isn't the best. But in that, I don't know how good the edge is. For Texas and at left tackle and right tackle, Oklahoma's really good. Walter Rouse, Stanford transfer, and Tyler Guyton, the TCU transfer. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if that means the Sooners will go away from trying to run up the middle or Jeff Levy and Bill Beanbone, and in that their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, will have something schemed up to try to counter that. But, yeah, I'm, a, I'm fascinated because I just I'm, – I'm with you. I really, really think the interior of that Texas defensive line is as good as I've seen that. There's – and maybe as good as there is in the country right now. Yeah, I mean, and they're getting they're getting first place votes now, and and usually when the horns start riding high, uh, boy, they will bandwagon this thing. 
There's some front runners. There's some Academy T-shirts being sold all over. So uh, it's uh, it's interesting to watch this. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great si- uh, scene on Saturday. What about Venables? Like, what does he does he bring up last year? Does that drive this bunch at all, or was that just hey that was that was awful? You got to flush it. You don't really think back about that. Do you use anything? like that as, as, as motivation uh, heading into this huge game? I think the way that, they've, that he's phrased it in his media veils this week is we're very aware of what happened last year. <laughs> and, you know, in that, this is a team that surprisingly, Matt, has a lot of players who haven't played in this game. I think it's something along the lines of, you know, 50 newcomers that haven't played in this game that play major roles in this team. But in names like, you know, Woody Washington and guys, you know, like the uh, Danny Stutzman's of the world, you know, these are D- Dylan Gabriel, even though Dylan Gabriel didn't play in this game last year, neither did Billy Bowman, but these are guys who have lived it and have experienced it. And they know, all right, we, we've got to prove something. You know, Bob Stoops likes to joke whenever he got the job in 1999, when he was hired, and that was his first year. He said, everyone told me that all I ever needed to do was just beat Tech. We just want to beat Texas. And he quickly found out, it was more important than that. <laughs> there needed to be more than just beating Texas. And I think for Brent Venables, he's quickly realized it's not just, hey, we need you to beat Texas. It's we need you to beat Texas now. You know, we can't look ahead two years, three years. We need you to do it now. And, and in all honesty, you know, this has been a complete and total roster makeover for OU, which is why there's so many newcomers. And it's kind of surprising, even with the, the, the uh, level of competition they played, Matt, how good that Oklahoma has been defensively against these teams. So, um, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how much of a storyline that becomes like if Oklahoma wins, you know, in the post game, if it's, yeah, you know, we, we really had to go out and avenge last year. That's never really been a mantra or an MO for OU after losses, but they've been really good uh, when they go back against a team or they rematch against a team that they've, uh, they've lost to. So has it been a major storyline and a major talking point in the media? You bet. Amongst the fan base? Absolutely. But with the players, uh, only a select few have you kind of heard that from. And the head coach, I, I think he's definitely been trying to downplay, except except to say, oh, we're very aware of what happened last year. So you can you can take that for what it's worth. What's the most iconic uh, um, play in your mind from calling these games, watching these games, being down there? What, what is there one thing I saw you retweeting that uh, that conversation with Roy Williams, I think maybe yeah, Teddy Lehman yeah. was having that. Yeah. Uh, that Superman, and I thought that was funny. I was listening to a little bit of that, and it was like they had even cautioned him, do not leave right. your okay. feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and quite honestly, no matter what he did in the NFL, like that, that, that will always be the defining play of his career. And, of course, he's remembered more fondly really by OU fans than he is by Cowboys fans. Now that's a complicated long uh, deal, but I mean that 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 one right there stands out so much to me. But there's countless others. Is there one you remember having a great angle at, or or something that just constantly comes back to you in this series? Well, that, you know that 2001 play that was before I was doing sidelines. I was there covering for my radio stations, uh, and I was on the opposite end of the field. So I, you know, I was thinking, honestly, at that moment, I remember telling my, my, my buddy, because it was a, it was a 10-3 game at that point, And I remember turning to him and saying, 
my gosh, we're preparing ourselves for Chris Sims' signature moment as the Texas quarterback, aren't we? Here it comes. Here comes Chris Sims, and lo and behold, Roy Williams does what he did, and Teddy was uh, Johnny on the spot. Two come to mind. Um, it won't be talked about in, like, the, the annals of OU Texas history, but the 2020 game with, you know, limited capacity was one of the most amazing games I've ever been a part of. I think it ended up in, what, three, four overtimes. And because of the limited capacity, Matt, the memory that will always stay with me is the Texas fans and the Oklahoma fans that were trying to run from one end to the other. So whenever we were in overtime, they'd have it at one end of the field. You'd see the fan base suddenly come sprinting around to try to get to the other end. But due to COVID restrictions, they weren't supposed to do that. And so you actually literally at one point you had Joe Castiglione, Zach Selman was with OU at the time. Um, I think Larry, Larry Nafee was there. And they're, they're standing there with the security guards like, no, you can't come down here. Right. And, and it was wild. And the, the game winning touchdown ends up being scored by Drake Stoops. It's one of the most memorable things. I'll never forget that 2021, you know, fourth and one, Caleb Williams breaking the touchdown run. And at that moment, you think, oh, my gosh, you know, this kid might be pretty special. And since then, he's won a Heisman Trophy and might be on the verge of winning a second one. So, you know, I, I, I'll never forget, too, you know, the C.D. Lamb catch in 2019. Mm. That was Jalen Hurts' only year in the Cotton Bowl uh, against Texas in the Red River rivalry, and C.D. Lamb catches what looks kind of to be a simple little hook pattern, and there's four defenders there, and he makes them all miss. And I'm standing on the sidelines right in front of that play. So, you know, th- those are the moments for me that maybe aren't going to be these, wow, I'll never forget where I was when, you know, the, the, the pass was dropped in the end zone or when, when Roy left or when, you know, Ricky ran through OU or when Vince Young just dominated. You know, it's funny, I'm, I'm watching this, you know, 2005 Texas documentary that's on uh, ESPN right now, and it's kind of reliving that very forgettable game for Oklahoma fans. But um, it's just my – those memories for me as well. I'll never forget in 2018, it was the hottest game I've ever been a part of. I mean, it was smoking. And uh, in 2018, uh, Obo Okronkwo – I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 17, Obo went out there and made every play. I'll never forget in 2018 when Kyler Murray nearly led them all the way back and Dicker the kicker saves the game for Texas. I mean, this is a series that's just littered with the, um, these amazing moments over the last you know decade, uh, and they kind of pale into comparison to the most memorable moments in the history of this series. So, uh, so I could sit here and use the rest of your show talking about some of those great moments between OU and Texas, but I'm sure we're in for a few more come this Saturday. I'm open to that, by the way, if you just want to keep going there. I I like that. I love that you kind of have those ones that stick out to you. The pandemic game, uh, that's interesting. So if it was out at Jerry's place, of course, he would have fit about 60 or 70 in. Yeah. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry it was handling that in a little different way maybe than uh, others. City of Dallas was uh, having a little tougher time uh, with some of their county officials. Uh Boy, C.D. Lamb brings back bad memories for me because of that Big 12 championship game. I guess that was 2019, and he got yeah, loose down. Yeah, he was playing the regular yeah. season game, remember? He was hurt in the regular season yes. game. Yes. that week. Yeah. And that was the, the year, wasn't Baylor up 28-3 to three or something? And I, whatever it was at halftime, and, uh, and the Sooners came rolling back with Jalen Hurts. Um, yeah, I mean, Baylor and OU didn't even get to play this year. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about that. Although after that Texas game, 
I was kind of thinking, well, it's probably a pretty good thing, right? That the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, it's, it was bad for me. I, I don't know who made these decisions, and I don't know if Dave Aranda, if you put truth serum in him, would be really happy that they're not having to worry about playing Oklahoma this year. But yeah. in all seriousness, I we were slated to go, you know, to Waco this year, and I'm I'm really sad that we're not. Uh, we were slated uh, to have Kansas State. I think Kansas State would have been coming here. Um, no, no, we would have been going to Manhattan this year, and and we're not. So I, I don't and I don't know who made these decisions or how they came about, but those are two road trips that I would take any day this year over having to go to uh, Provo or Cincinnati. No offense to Provo or Cincinnati, we got to go to a Reds game that was awesome, but. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of a Big 12 purist, so I hate the idea that uh, Oklahoma is leaving this conference without a trip to Waco or Manhattan. Well, and uh, Chris Plank does; he knows his softball, and I've seen you in town there. I'll be at the dinner on the diamond, uh, nice. Baylor softball. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right out there in the middle of that next Wednesday night. In fact, there's a few tickets available, Chris, but that'll be that'll be fun. We'll relive some moments. Uh, Nobody ever knocks off OU, so of course the Bears did last year, and that's uh, you can hang your hat on those type of games. I, that that was uh, interesting, yeah. by the way. That OSU um, coach, I, I thought about you. I'm like, ooh man, he's stepping all in it. And of course, the, the Sooners fans were about as gracious toward him as you would expect. But he kind of brought that on himself. He, you know, there, he had this great player from Oklahoma State, who has transferred to OU. That, of course, never goes over well. well, But you got to leave that alone. He's already said his piece, right? And then I guess recently, it's just some kind of random media availability. He's asked about it again, and he starts kind of walking down that path. And, uh, man, there's some bad blood there. But I think he's going to have to learn at some point. You can't really go at this gasso in the OU program right now. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work out that well for you. And, and didn't he go to OU, the OSU yeah. uh, softball coach? Mm-hmm. Kenny Gajewski. He was a graduate and a part of the 1994, uh, 93, 94 OU baseball championship team. Uh, honestly, at his core, a really, really good dude. But for some reason, and I haven't quite figured this out, he always likes to poke the bear. I mean, he's. You go back even in the history of this this rivalry between OU and OSU and since he took over in his first year in 2016, um, you know, he finally got a win over OU during the regular season in 2021 um, and then turned around and, and beat him in the big 12 championship game. But uh, they just, for, for some, for some reason, he always likes to kind of per, uh, poke the bear a little bit. And when all was said and done, you know, Oklahoma ends up with Kelly Maxwell and, you know, I, I like Kenny a lot. I think he's a good dude, but for, for some reason he just, he likes to kind of tweak Oklahoma a little bit. And so far, I think if you look to the overall record, that hasn't really gone so well for him. All right. How would you how would you pick this one? Uh, I'm sure on all your different broadcasts and everybody, everybody's wanting a prediction for you. Give sure. us a preview. And, and again, you you might reserve the right to change by tomorrow, no. perhaps. I think it's going to be low scoring, Matt. I think it's going to okay. be a low scoring football game. I think the defenses are going to have their way. Uh, for the most part, Oklahoma can't run the football consistently. I don't think it's magically going to appear against this front line. Um, and, and, you know, again, I think Texas is really good. I think this is the best Texas team I've seen. And I've been doing this uh, on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis since 
you know, 1997. Um, but it, it, from the perspective of being a guy who's done it, you know, as the sideline reporter for Oklahoma since 2011, this is the best team I've seen talent-wise for Texas since maybe 05. So, I, I mean, listen, I'm an Oklahoma guy, so I'm going to pick Oklahoma to win it. But I think it's going to be a really close and tight game. I could see this being like a 24-17 kind of a game, 21-18. Um, but special teams, you know, if you, you watch the Oklahoma or the Texas Baylor game, Texas does some weird things on special teams, right? There were a couple, they, they dropped a punt. You know, they didn't have their guys Two in the punch. right position for pooch kicks. Uh, the Baylor, unfortunately, just couldn't take advantage of. So, you know, Oklahoma has been really good at blocking punts this year. I could see that being a factor in this game. But, yeah, Texas has, uh, they've done some weird things special teams-wise this year. And I, uh, I kind of think that's where this game could change come Saturday on a special teams play. All right, we had Casillas on earlier. We got Chris Plank on. Uh, been a good day. This will be a lot of fun, and, and look forward to seeing you. And on all your descriptions there of all these different networks you're on, just go ahead and add the Mosley Show. I want you to there add you just one more column there. <laughs> you know, you're, you've become a regular, so I think that would be appropriate. Chris, great to, uh, great to visit with you, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you having me on, man. Have a great day. You bet. There he goes. Chris Plank, you hear him on Mad Dog Radio, Fox Sports Radio, and then he does a lot of stuff for the Sooners, and he's the voice of the greatest uh, women's uh, or the greatest uh, softball program in the country, at least right now, and that is the Oklahoma Sooners. All right, uh, got some details for you on a really cool opportunity with uh, Baylor softball. We'll talk about that next. Your leader in high school sports. ESPN Central Texas. The Mejia Coaches Show with Aaron Noel is brought to you by In Commons Bank Mejia. Coach, coming off a 41 to nothing win over Kemp last week in district play, talk a little bit about this game. Your team got off to a fast start and kind of never looked back. No, uh, we were able to. Uh, you know, get momentum early and, and kind of play with Big Mo on our side all night. Uh, the defense played outstanding, uh, had six fourth down stops, three of them inside the 10 yard line. Uh, offense did, did a great job of, of, you know, just doing what the, what the game presented to them and, and taking what the defense gave them and, and taking our shots when we felt like we, we had an advantageous opportunity and um, uh, really, really proud of the kids, really proud for them. Now you continue district play against Fairfield. We talked before the Grosbeck game about these huge rivalry games, and this is another one with Fairfield. No doubt, you know I, I think it's like uh, I think it's a whole whopping like twenty nine minutes from here to there. Uh, so it's a short bus ride. It's a big game, as you know, um, opportunity both of us control our own destiny in district going into the game. So. Um, you know, anytime you're able to control your own destiny is a good situation to be in. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be a great physical ball game over there Friday night. Talk a little bit about Fairfield, first of all, on the offensive side of the ball. They'll, they'll kind of hit you with a, a couple of different personnel groups and, and uh, different formations. And they're, they're going to just kind of keep mixing it up till they find something, whether it's personnel or formation that they like uh, against you and, and once they find what they like, they're they're going to start doing what they what they do out of it. They don't really change a whole lot as far as what they're running out of it. It's just you know what alignments are they getting. So 
got to be prepared for that early uh, of getting a, a, a variety of looks and, and then kind of see what they settle into. ESPN Central Texas. Every day, InCommons Bank strives to be the best community bank in Central Texas. Each of their six Central Texas locations have a proud history in the communities they serve. In addition, InCommons Bank offers modern-day services to their customers, including mobile banking, where you can access your account night or day, insurance services to make sure you are covered, competitive home mortgage loans, and free business checking. At InCommons Bank, you can open your new account online. It's quick and easy. Learn more at InCommonsBank.com. Member FDIC and Equal House. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different, bank central. Central National Bank, member FDIC. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As you are stepping toward a healthier lifestyle and connecting with your community and enjoying the great outdoors, don't forget to log your miles as part of the Walk Across Texas Challenge. Your logged miles will help you and your team earn prizes. If you need more information, visit waco-texas.com forward slash walk Waco. Get up, get moving, and let's walk across Texas together. Remember, every step counts. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. The only dentist in the Bosqueville Independent School District is Saddle Creek Dental. Since 2007, doctors Dodd Moore and Jacob Moore have helped patients of all ages while providing them with personalized, gentle care they deserve. They offer laser dentistry, cosmetic fillings, single-day crowns, Invisalign clear aligners, and dental implants. Emergency care and conscious sedation is available. Schedule an appointment today. Saddle Creek Dental, 10104 Saddle Creek Drive and at SaddleCreekDental.com. Good luck, Bosqueville Bulldogs. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is time for the Dismount, and uh, we were just talking some softball. And as we get into the year, uh, we'll do, uh, you know, closer to the season, we'll do more of that. But I had some kind of a cool announcement to make. Um, 
this is dinner on the diamond. I did this last year and loved it. It's uh, next Wednesday, um, and it's or this coming you know Wednesday, October 11th, 6:30 at Getterman Stadium. You can have a meal out there on the softball diamond. Meet the 23-24 team. Celebrate the great season they had 22-23. And the keynote speaker is a uh, All-American pitcher, former All-American pitcher Whitney um, Reichenstein. All right, Ricky uh, Canyon Reichenstein, big-time player uh, for the Bears, and uh, that, that'd be kind of that'd be a great keynote speaker. But there are a few uh, spots still available. And um, and then tomorrow I'll come back on and, and, and maybe tell you a little bit more of how to how we can get you there because there uh, there's uh, I'll give you like a website and things like that. But just be thinking about that. I loved it last year. Had a lot of fun. Coach Moore speaks, so it's great. All right, everybody, have a great night. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks to all our listeners, and we'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference football. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, we'll hear the Oklahoma side of the Red River rivalry matchup on Saturday, Texas and OU. Coach Brent Venables feels like his Sooners are playing for the entire state in this game. That's straight ahead on today's Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the Bruner Advantage at no additional cost with every new vehicle purchase. A lifetime powertrain certificate and much, much more. Only at Bruner Auto family at BrunerAuto.com. Your family since 1928. Visit the new Spirit Store at the Herd Welcome Center. Open Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Shop premium brands like Nike, Johnny O, and more at the all-new Spirit Shop inside the Herd Welcome Center. Come see why Green Eye Associates is voted best in Waco year after year. In 